Welcome back to the Quiet Onset Podcast. I'm your host, Jürgen Graf, and I'm joined by Lachlan Teeley. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. I've yeah? cracked down half this can of Red Bull, so we're going to be popping off. You got, I got some drink as well. It looks. I, I don't want to show it into camera office. because we do have a camera now. Uh, we don't know yet if it will end up on YouTube already or if it's just going to be for you sweet, sweet Patreon subscribers only. We do but video podcast. Yes. Wow. Uh, wow. It's uh, my drink Incredible. would be in theme of today's episode because look, it's this <laughs> fucking brown liquid of like nothing. What is that? It looks so disgusting. That is your piss. That is that is pee. That is yeah, like that is, you know you if you left no the house in like a week. <laughs> that is one of your bottles of pee. I would be more concerned I, if my pee looked like that. that. You've watched this week. That is very concerning if you if your pee looks like that just after one week. Uh, you definitely need to get your prostate checked out and something's wrong with your kidney all sorts of stuff but i, I think that's kind of the, like when you p pour out an energy drink that's what it looks like i mean this is just water and some like pulverized stuff so it's i guess you could say quote unquote a bit healthier maybe i don't know i'm delusional uh but yeah it gives us the energy to power through this um second recording where we actually do video so for the first one um there weren't too many hiccups actually i'm quite surprised but that one's just on patreon it's gonna stay just on patreon you and we are obviously. professionals this is, this is a professional podcast yes we're we're, we're proper we're, where each week you'll see me wear a different beanie but you'll never get mm. to see my hair <laughs> and each week i'll have a different uh special camera yes right oh do you want to see my special camera yeah show week? me your special camera oh, what's the special cam? ready ready Right. So I had to get I had to pull up. I accidentally closed it. Um, <laughs> We're <so>. professionals. <laughs> We're professionals. Right. Um, Christ. Uh, last week, I spoke about one of the new items that I purchased. Right. And it was Dune 4K. Yes. So I've got Dune Cam. <laughs> it's just a camera <laughs> with my Dune steelbook. Oh, um, it's Dune. Propped up like professionally on a, on, a, <laughs> thing is, on a piece of like a glass. This thing is terribly propped up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the autofocus on, this is just a webcam that I've plugged in. Like this is. This is um, not focused at all, but yeah, Dune it's close I'm going to cut back to it when I when I want to refer to. I'm going to try to refer to Dune as much as I can. Bounce all of my uh, <laughs> answers. Back hey, to fair Dune. enough. I think organically you can bring it up because like the cinematographer for the Batman is the same as Dune. Um, but we got a packed show is today. It actually? Yeah, yeah, it's the same. It it's actually? the same oh, cinematographer. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow, uh, I didn't know that. But yeah, we got to. I plan that. I plan that because I'm a professional. <laughs> you are professional. Uh, some might call you. Leon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now let's just skip past that. Uh, on today's show, we are looking at trailers for the new Richard Linklater film over on Netflix, Apollo Ten and a Half: A Space Age Odyssey. Uh, we're also taking a look at John Apatow's The Bubble and Deep Water, starring Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. Uh, we also got some news on productions of I Am Legend Two, a new alien film, and a God of War series on Amazon. Uh, finally, we got a review for the Ryan Reynolds-led The Atom Project that's streaming now over on Netflix and Matt Reeves' The Batman. So if you want to skip around to whatever interests you specifically, you can find the time codes linked below in the description. Uh, but before we uh, jump into the main part of the show, don't forget to drop those five-star reviews over on 
on Spotify and Apple Podcasts goes a long way that maybe now, oh my God, luckily now we can show for YouTube likes as well and maybe hit that subscribe button. Wow, uh, yeah, we can do all of the, the things now. So, so yes, all of the things. Look, um, the button is, oh wait, no, the button is not, I was, I was about to hold something up that's red and make it gray, but I don't even remember the colors of the subscribe button if I'm being honest. I think it's red, it's red. at the start, you got to make it gray. So I would I would hold this up, my candle. See this red button underneath this video? Click it so it won't turn gray like my hairs. Uh, no, never mind. Uh, but yeah, uh, do that. It's uh, very much appreciated. And again, if you want to see the first video we did and a bunch of other bonus content, uh, you can join the Drunkcast. And like I mentioned last week, you can also find the Drunkcast now on our feed on Anchor and on Spotify uh, for a buck a month. You get those monthly bonus shows. But if you want just, a bit of bonus content for the same price, uh, you can head over to Patreon and you'll get a bit more bang for your buck. Um, the yeah. last drunk cast we did, that, yeah, it, it's the craziest Fuck. one yet, and I like I I think like the convenience of watching it, uh, listening to it, uh, I, I should say on Spotify is it, so easy. You know, you can just tune in and it's fun. But uh, on Patreon, you also have uh, access on the second tier to our commentary, and I gotta say, it's like. <laughs> It's the craziest one we've done yet, and it was so much fun. We've also never gotten this drunk before. I bought a video game, and we played the not video game. Board yeah, you game. brought a board game, and we played it. I brought it. a board it is, game, and just, we played um, it. It was just way too much effort that we put into that episode, and, and not that many people going to see it. One of the rules it. to drinking was the flipping of a coin every time Harvey Dent fucking flipped his coin. We did do that. That was a collective choice, or did I make make that one? You made I, that up. I I can't remember. I was too you drunk. I don't, know, I don't know whose fault that was. And then he flips the coin four times in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> oh my god, he did do that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, the drug casting doesn't include the commentary, maybe some bits and pieces from it in the future. I think that would be kind of fun, so people have an idea of what's going on. I uh, might even do that for that one, so be on the lookout for that. That should also be out by the time this episode releases on uh, Spotify and over on Patreon as well. Uh, noted there there will be a video version of it as well over on patreon if you're interested in that but uh i think that's enough shilling and uh we can head over to the news so uh first up we got uh, the news of a new production that is in the works with Warner Brothers, uh, with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. And I'm talking about I Am Legend 2. So uh, we also got uh, the Oscar winner Akiva Goldsman, who adapted uh, the original story um, for, the, uh, for the film in 2007, who is returning um, as a producer. And there's no director attached to it yet. But uh, Lachlan, it seems like this is really happening. So uh what would you want to see in a sequel for i am like do you even want to see a sequel you know what would you want to see uh in the sequel i'd like to see a sequel i thought it yeah. was I, I i do enjoy i am legend i haven't watched it in a number of years but i i do enjoy the memories of watching i am legend i remember mm -hmm. the first time watching it you know being blown away i thought it was spectacular and then the re-watches that i've done in the past have always been pretty good and again enjoyable experiences mm -hmm. um with the ending i know that 
yeah, spoilers like a, for that. <laughs> I guess. I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going oh, to spoil. I know, okay, good. I know there's one ending that people consider canon, one ending people don't consider canon. Yeah. So I'd like to see what they put into place as proper canon. Yeah. Um, to follow up, mm-hmm. uh, whether Will Smith is just producing, um, like you know, he does sequels of some of his films. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's not there and not able to do the sequel, like say Independence Day. So is Will Smith yeah. signed on to act or is he just signed on for producing? I think he's, he's signed on to act with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I'll take that. So, so that. we'll see. I don't know. Um, maybe also flashback stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I don't really have the story of I Am Legend um, that clearly in front of me right now. I'm not too sure how uh, the whole story plays out. I, I know the ending. Um, I don't even, I'm not sure about like the canon, not canon ending. But uh, yeah, I think this universe is definitely interesting. But, you know, they can uh, botch a bunch of stuff and uh, I'm surprised that it didn't do a sequel to this sooner because uh, it had a gross of $585 million worldwide. That's quite a like big film, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, inevitably, I guess we are getting a remake in the 2020s. Uh, hopefully not for everything. I think in this universe, there's still some stones to be turned uh, <laughs> and some interesting stuff to to discover. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, but it's probably going to be a long ways off because like they're really in the beginning stage of this production then we also got news on a new alien movie um one of Lachlan and mine mine's uh favorite movies of all time it's the original from Ridley Scott uh now we got the don't brief director Fede Alvarez and uh, Ridley Scott apparently set to produce I don't know if that means anything because Ridley Scott produces a shit ton of stuff uh but yeah Lachlan how do you feel about yet another alien film uh I'm uh, keen for it uh yeah I'm not familiar. I mean, I do know I have seen Don't Breathe, but I'm not familiar with the rest of, uh, is it Ferdinand? Fede Alvarez. He's, he's got some hits and he definitely has some stinkies. Yeah. Uh, but is his alien oh going to stink? You don't know that. Is it going to be a stinky um, alien or is it going to be a clean alien? I wouldn't say that Don't Breathe was like my favorite horror film ever. And I yeah. definitely wouldn't say Girl in the Spider Web was probably like my favorite of the series either. Um, Look, look, let's just say Ridley Scott uh, did a great, great job, Alien. <laughs> of course and he did, yeah. He's done some pretty good sequels as well. And then sometimes he just loses the mark and makes some films that That's of course, weren't gee. great. Yeah. Um, whether this director will be able to, you know, wh- where he wants to go into it, whether it be action, because that's definitely where it's gone, or whether they want mm-hmm. to go back to the roots and definitely do like a horror-esque uh, Alien film which I would totally be on board for. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited. I also don't know where it's going to sit in the universe of Alien. Are they going to do right. a sequel from Covenant and Prometheus? Are they going to be doing a I don't you know, know. Sigourney Weaver era alien film? Are they going to do a pre-cool alien film? Are they, like, what are they yeah. going to do? Uh, where are they going to put it in the timeline? Uh, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it because I, I really do enjoy the alien films as a whole, no matter what. Like I will still sit down maybe every couple of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say months, but I'd say every you know couple of years and I would sit down and watch the whole alien 
series, like back to mm. back to back. Okay. And sometimes I throw a like Alien versus Predator in there. Right. Not because I enjoy it, but because I need to even out the palette a little bit with something that's pure <laughs> shit and trash. Right. Uh, actually, I, not gonna lie, I do. I did enjoy the Alien versus Predator movies when I was a bit younger. Yeah. I had so much fun with them. It was ridiculous. Um. I still have only seen I, yeah. the first two. It's um. Yeah, so I can't really comment on anything First, about the franchise. Alien, I think there's only two Alien vs. Predators. No, no, I, I've only seen Alien and Aliens. I haven't seen any of the other films. You haven't seen Alien? I think we've, what? we've touched on You've this before, and your reaction was exactly the same. You also serious? almost fell out of your chair the last time we talked about so this. So you're telling me you haven't seen oh, I shouldn't have brought it up. Resurrection. Yeah, you, I haven't seen haven't any seen of them. You haven't seen Prometheus? I haven't seen Prometheus. I haven't seen any Dude, of them. I was just like Prometheus. Yeah, I had a. I mean, I watched the the first one and then Aliens with my little brother. I mean, I had seen Alien before and then Aliens for the first time. And then he has this thing of we watch the movie and he's like, "Let's watch the entire franchise." And he wanted to do that for uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I was like, "That's just like have, too much commitment." Okay, I don't want to do this. And have you seen Alien versus Predator? No, I haven't even seen. I, I have seen you parts seen Predator. Of, <laughs> I've seen parts of it. You seen parts seen... of Predator? I saw it in a in a film I saw it in a film class. Uh, we had like uh, it, it, it was part of like action filmmaking, and we we, we had that. I I feel deeply ashamed. I can feel myself getting red, um, because he's calling me out so <laughs> hard right now. I I'll get to it. Okay, I just haven't seen Arnie go crazy with the Predator yet. I've seen plenty of Kevin Spacey movies, so I've seen enough of a Predator. So. I have this. Do you want this? I will send it to Switzerland. <laughs> I don't know if it's I can like, actually, like, it would be a nice gesture. I don't know if I can play it here or if it's, like, region locked. I if it's like region locked. America is the only one. I, I feel like just America is the only one that's region locked. I feel like you can watch No, there's different regions. There's, like, five well, different regions. Uh, this was, like, a birthday present for my Jesus aunt. Christ. Like, it is, it is every... Love you to death, audio listeners, film. but, um, yeah, it's you gotta like, be on the video by the way, side. Okay, let me, let me describe it for those who are <laughs> deaf. Uh, sorry, not deaf, blind. <laughs> I forgot which one was the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> also could not be be watching right now. They don't have to be deaf or blind. Yeah. Um it's basically like a special edition and it like breaks down all of the alien movies and it has like the discs uh in Blu-ray just little up here. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at that. That is very pretty. We're going to do that with a DVD because I you know DVDs won't. were unreliable as fuck. Yeah, um, they are. <laughs> uh anyway, as I was saying, um you haven't uh, the only ones that aren't in here are like Prometheus and the the more recent ones. Or the original four AVP and Alien versus Predator. Uh, yeah, I think Predator I only have Predator two? on DVD. I don't have it on Blu-ray. And yeah, uh, the only one I wouldn't want in here is uh, is the Predator. <laughs> right. I. It's got. I don't even know. Got, yeah. I guess that's the bad one. Is it? What well, is it different from Predator? It's the Predator, so it's a different movie. Have you? Wait. Okay. Hang on. Okay. Oh my Was god. It, I feel like I'm you, catch, okay. I get a catch up on okay, so Alien and Predator lore. The pre there's there's Predator, Predator Two, there's Predators, which Robert Rodriguez did and is a sleeper hit. Trust me. No, trust me. Okay. Trust me. I'm sleeper hit or hit. miss with Rodriguez. So yeah. good. Um, a Adrian Brody's in it. Right. Yeah. Sleeper hit. Trust me. Mm -hmm. Um, then you got Shane Black's The Predator. Now we're going off of the rand like a tangent here from Alien to Predator because it's <laughs> such an easy transition between the yeah. two because AVP. But The Predator from Shane Black, 2018, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Um, dog trash. Dog shit right. house trash. 
put it in a bin, burn it on fire. The worst Predator movie to date. Right. Okay. Good. Thank you. That's the only one I don't want you to watch. Right. That one I, I can skip and not watch. All the other ones I got to watch. Is this homework for next week? The, like <laughs> the Predator is basically the like half-blood prince. Oh, you know, right. Yeah, you will kind of forget about it really quickly because it was yeah. like, eh. Mm-hmm. There's like some redeeming factors. Actually, no, I wouldn't even say that. No, terrible. That's a terrible analogy. I'm sorry. Yeah, What's a dog trash movie? Yeah, I don't think Half Blood Prince is that bad. Uh, I don't know. The the recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> the recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which is not called. Actually, I I put it below that. I'd put it below that. Oh my god, that's crazy because like that was your lowest rating to date. You gave that like a 0.5 out of five. Or you were like, I wish I could give it a C. I don't even want to give Shane Black's. I don't. I don't even think I've rated Shane Black's uh, The Predator because and then I you can always, have it without any like, stars. Oh my god! I will make sure if I'm star. talking about The Predator, I will bring up Shane Black. Why? Because I want him to be haunted by it. I want it to like cover over him like a black cloud, follow him everywhere. Follow him everywhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's so dark. Wait, by the way, uh, to get back on track maybe a bit, there's also a alien show underway over on FX. Uh, so that's an FX. alien show. Yes, they're doing an alien show. TV show. A TV show. Yes. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, it, it, there's TV, nothing. TV show sci-fi is always cheesy and it's always got shit CGI. Yeah, uh, there's also nothing really about it uh, that's out there yet. It's just like it's based a series based on the Alien franchise. And if it's anything like Raised by Wolves, not gonna watch it. I oh my god, that series is back, and we talked about it. I guess it's last back? year. Yeah, is yeah, second season. I, no, no, I, because I no, I good. was so well. I don't know. I was so mixed on. On the ending of um of season one or like the, the the episodes leading up i it just kind of fizzled out and my interest was just kind of gone for it i think it's a bit too weird without being super interesting so i don't know i'm not i don't think i'll be watching season two yeah uh anyways we also got uh speaking of tv shows over on streaming services uh maybe with a bit more money but not with no concern for actual quality so far when they acquire uh acquire ip uh, is um amazon prime that uh is working on a god of war series uh so what what are your thoughts on that as someone who i think you probably have played the games right your ps yeah, ps yeah, kid yeah yeah I'm a playstation boy I I, yeah. I I grew up with the playstations um really Yes. Um, They're doing a live action God of War. Yeah, I think it's more in the acquisition stage where they got it and now they probably start producing it. But it's crazy because okay. I wanted to touch on this because there's also like a Fallout series in the works, Mass Effect. Uh, there's a lot of like stuff over just on on Prime Video that they are set to bring out, and it's really very much based on spending a shit ton of money on an IP, and then feel like they're doing a pretty much half-assed product, uh, just shitting it out there. You know, yeah, they're, they're concerned more with hey, look at this, we got like this IP in in a series form, whereas like Apple is like spending its fortune more on let's get these creatives in here and give them possibility to do. Something sick, but both have a lasting, I think, business model because Prime can just like uh, basically do the Disney thing of acquiring a shit ton of stuff and then just have a bunch of people, I guess, just watch it be- for for a namesake. Have you played any of 
the God of War for I, the Mass Effect series? No, I the only I thing know. I own. Well, I played a a bit of Fallout. I think that like one that was open world. Someone got me to play it a bit, but I was so not interested in it. It's not really my thing. Although I I own a bunch of Fallout games. <laughs> Just yep. because they were on the sale once. The man who buys video games but doesn't play them. Yeah. Um, actually, that's coming from the guy who buys Blu-rays and doesn't even watch them. Um, <laughs> hey, that's fair enough. Uh, it's just decoration at this point. It's fine. And you got and you got a cam for it now. <laughs> you can have a different movie there um, each week. The the fact that it's Prime puts a bit of hesitancy on trusting them with any of these IPs. Yeah. Um, I, Mass Effect, if you're just going to talk about those three, like Mass Effect, I haven't played the games. Um, I know they're very, very popular popular and i know that apparently the first two are absolutely brilliant the third one can be a bit divisive i think mm -hmm. um so i'm not too much fond of that but i've played fallout and i've played god of war obviously if they're going to be doing god of war i i feel like they're going to be doing just like a greek setting not going to be doing the new revamped god of war norse setting um they could even go completely different and do a, like a god of war elsewhere but i feel like it's going to be kratos in the greek pantheon uh world yeah the again the fact that it's prime i'm worried because you said it perfectly they just half ass it which is kind of the the big worry with uh, lord of the rings yeah lord of the rings yeah loved ip in the film world and they've thrown so much money at it what could go wrong right that's that <laughs> i guess that's what amazon's idea is it's like let's throw money at it what can go wrong right we're gonna make our money back we make our money back all the time i'm not gonna like say that i'm you know against this right mm. uh i feel like so just quickly talking about apple i feel like every Everything that comes out on Apple TV just look, looks good. Yeah, like visually. visually, yes, they have a very strong um, artist. Uh, sorry, <clears throat> they I don't know if it's strong, like yeah. like mix. It's a mixture of like they get some really great creatives in, mm -hmm. but also like the streaming side of it. It never yeah. looks bad. It looks like it's un like like it's uncompressed straight from mm -hmm. like a hard drive sitting on my computer instead of streamed across the interwebs. I don't know what Apple does to get that stream looking so good, but they should get like all of those streaming services. Jump on what Apple is doing, please. But I just don't know if I would like to see some of these video games. Like, I feel like God of War being very story-driven uh, might work well. But mm -hmm. Fallout, especially the, the most recent, like, four entries, um, isn't so much story. I mean, story-driven, yes, but it's 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 open world. It's your choice. Like, if it's yeah. still in the world, they're going to be like, well, how are we going to tell a story that's effective emotionally? God of War, you can easily do that. Yeah. Mass Effect is story-driven as well, but Fallout is a bit of a weird one. So well, I guess it's just... How they adapt it? Apocalypse story, you know, with weird creatures and I'd like I, to see um, how they're gonna adapt. Not not Amazon, but I'd like to see how HBO is gonna adapt Last of Us. I'm yes. very, very excited to like watch that. Mm -hmm. Um I finally played <laughs> the games as well for that release. I I own really? them. I own them. I haven't played them, but I own both you games. Play the games. Yeah. Wow. Another game that you bought that never played. Um but if it's anything to go off by Uncharted, it's like I'm scared. It's like it's like like HBO probably is probably one of the better ones who could adapt. Adapt to mm -hmm. something they're really good at telling stories um yeah and we know that from game of thrones and uh you know even euphoria now you know their biggest popular thing right now yeah. um barry but <laughs> but um that's a smaller one i guess smaller one yeah yeah uh, uncharted like like you can't even trust the people who own this ip to be able to adapt it to screen yeah and if these guys are going to half-ass it, I don't even know what I don't even know what to call what Sony did with Uncharted. 
And <laughs> until we see what HBO does with Last of Us, just yeah. give all the fucking video game movies to The Rock. And the Halo thing. Is it on just FX? Just leave it at that. <laughs> give it to The Rock. You just want. <laughs> just give all just give all video game adaptations to Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. Let them write it. Well, let them act in it. Let's play them all the characters. To be fair, I think Kratos as The Rock like might even kind of no, work. No, don't you fucking say that. Just don't visually. That. Just from no, the no, look of it. Not, okay. Why do you want to see John Cena do it? No, Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this like seven foot tall guy just played by like someone who's five six. <laughs> yeah, that'd Kevin be Hart. very funny. Danny DeVito. We'll get Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Oh my god, I Danny DeVito Danny as Kratos would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito, but he is the penguin in it. <laughs> He's penguin version of Kratos. Uh, but no, let's move on to this week's new trailers. And we got uh, a trailer for the new film from Richard Linklater that is coming out uh, quite soon on April 1st over on Netflix. Uh, it's called Apollo 10 and a Half, A Space Age Odyssey and stars Glenn Powell, uh, Zachary Levi and Jack Black. And uh, yeah, has an interesting look of that. I think I think that would be rotoscoping, but maybe that's the old school way of saying rotoscoping. Now it's like a different thing, but it's just like a live action filmed and then something kind of slapped on top with the animation, like that type of animation. I I forgot what that is called, like, you know, correctly. But uh, yeah, Lakan, what do you think uh, of this uh, first look? Looks cool. Them, I'll yeah. watch it. Looks cute. It looks very I'll, I'll cute. Yeah, I agree. And um, as someone who would say the before trilogy is my favorite like set of movies and my favorite trilogy of all times i'm always anticipating the the next great thing from link later and he's not always delivering like uh there was one i'm blanking on i think he was with not not with uh cape land jet uh i can't remember what it was called but like that was a bit of a disappointment so hopefully like we got something sweet here i feel like it's gonna be in the same vein of just like uh the coming of age type of uh, boyhood type of story like not obviously not in the same vein but like that same sentimentality uh so i'm i'm looking forward to it always keen uh hopefully uh it doesn't disappoint i mean it's set um set during the first uh, apollo mission if i remember correctly uh, like the journey to the moon um so it's like a um like changed real events type of story i think and yeah it looks really cute anyways we also got the new jod apatow film it's called the bubble uh sneaking out hooking up melting down the cast and crew of a blockbuster action franchise attempt to shoot a sequel while quarantining in a posh hotel so luckily what do you think of that uh let me just say because of this trailer i really want to see what was the movie called dino cliff beast cliff beast Six. i want to see cliff beast this sounds like the greatest movie of all time yeah uh i uh, great yeah great stuff cliff beast you know what i know exactly who would be starring in this cliff, base, uh, cliff beast <laughs> who would be in cliff beast cliff beast six or which one is it Cl what cliff beast one two three four five and six uh wait is it which one are they shooting they're shooting a sequel six. is it they're six they're okay shooting six yeah right so it would be kind of a scream situation they might have ah uh, yeah had a bunch but, of uh, beasts at the cliff and now they're reinventing the formula it doesn't look like they're reinventing the formula but but who would you would, cast in, in real life it, vin diesel <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
I mean, right? there's this, that, isn't that like that scene in, in was like the Fast and the Furious, like the fourth one, where they jump off the cliff, like the, the car grows, no, goes the, off. No, the, that's that's the seventh one. That's Wait, the no, seventh no, that's one? the sixth one. No, 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 that's the third one. No, 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 no. The one where they jump off the cliff? No, no. Yeah, no, the cliff jump. The, oh, that's the, also that's the latest the one. They also jump off yeah, like a cliff and then they and then they ride the bridge. You know that part in Fast and Furious where they drive the car? Yeah, that one as well. I don't remember that part. When did from Fast and Furious. Wait, when all did they the, drive the car? All the stuff's the same, except in like Fast Five where they, Fast Five is like, got good action. They drive a tank. Uh, no, they don't drive a tank. Yeah. That's six. No, they drive you're it, of, it, it, no, you're thinking of the A-Team, live action A-Team. Right. Same thing, different actors. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bradley exactly. Cooper. I loved him in Fast Bradley Six. Bradley Cooper? No, no, no. You're thinking Brad Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. In in Fury with the tank. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Andrew Garfield was in that as well, right? Andrew with the Garfield, war? yeah, yeah. Yeah. No? Um, yes. I'm broken. I'm he broken. swung in. Mel Gibson. Through. Mel Gibson, Passion <laughs> of the Christ. <laughs> is, is, was that Wait, he showed us blood and he was like Scottish for some reason terrible accent uh oh yeah yeah, yeah. brave butt i think what it was did we called. just play that that um that wiki game where you've got to get to the wikipedia page <laughs> yes. did it in our own way <laughs> we just okay so cliff b6 is gonna have vin diesel brad pitt mel gibson andrew garfield um a tank uh <laughs> ludicrous <laughs> and, it'll, and it'll be it'll be directed by tim burton <laughs> tim burton no i want to see michael bay just like to make michael it washed bay? out yeah. in the same you know why, why hasn't michael bay done it, a yeah. fast and furious i guess it's not really his thing then you know the saturation no, of the explosions are probably not like off key for him and to keep it in canon with the franchise i, th I think like it would be a disregard to his craft to then have him come in for like the 10th installment it just wouldn't be the same so no. uh uh, but yeah, that's sorry. The bubble. The bubble. Um, about the bubble <laughs> is a movie uh, on Netflix. It looks dumb. But it looks very dumb. Yeah. I feel like it's if it's like if it's like an hour and a half, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's if fair. If it's any longer than that, I'm not gonna watch it. It Has a cool cast. That is it has a, a decent cast, but I'm a not problem else of Judd Apatow though that he overstays his welcome, especially with comedies that he tends to go a bit longer and. I feel like, you know, he's he's getting up there in age and sometimes uh, the way that uh, movies try to be recent and like, you know, like, do you know TikTok? I'm like doing a joke TikTok. about TikTok. It's like it's it's a bit out of touch. It's that um, uh, Noob Master 47 or whatever it was called in Endgame, um, like that type of stuff. And it feels like maybe he's a bit more in touch because he ha does have. Um, like Euphoria actress Maude Apatow and his his actual like uh, Iris Apatow, his uh, daughter also starring in the film, that there might be an input, but I don't know if like his daughters have a creative input into what he does. It just feels like it might be a bit like old guy makes a comedy and tries to appeal to everyone, um, which would make it kind of bland to me. But uh, I mean, John Apatow has made some great comedies, so uh, I'm, I'm down for it. And we also got uh, Maria Bakalo uh, Bakalova, uh, from uh, Borat's subsequent movie film in this. So, uh, yeah, some promising, um, a promising cast, you know, that can deliver. And then finally, uh, we are looking at the trailer for Deep Water. Uh, we were before the show thinking 
uh, like talking about why is it called Deep Water? Uh, it's a film starring Ben Affleck and Ana de Amas and uh, Jake uh, and Jacob El uh, Elordi uh, from um, <laughs> from The Kissing Booth, The Kissing Booth Two, and The Kissing Booth Three, also in Euphoria. But uh, those three first credits are way more important. And Lil Rel Howry. Uh, so uh, the logline reads: Vic and Melinda Van Allen are a couple in the small town of Little Wesley. Their loveless marriage is held together only by a precarious arrangement whereby, in order to avoid the messiness of divorce, Melinda is allowed to take any number of lovers as long as, as, she, <clears throat> as, long as she does not desert her family. So that tells me more. I didn't read this logline before we did this, and I guess that kind of makes you sense. You basically just said the movie, you and you basically just. So she she be fucking script. other guys when he's like, nah, don't do that. And she's like, I kind of want to. I'll break us apart otherwise. And it's like, okay, I I don't know. Um, what this movie then will be about is it about jealousy. Is it like a thriller type where like some shit goes down and you're wondering, yeah, why is that happening? Uh so <laughs> I I don't know. It looked a bit. It looked a bit like a nothing burger i also got uh like a um cheaper version of david finch's gone girl vibes but obviously reading from the logline it's not really going into that direction at all uh like that, that there's like a bigger conflict within the relationship so i'm i'm really torn i don't i don't think this is going to be like something funny thing super is i was thinking the same thing i was thinking this is definitely just gone girl but in 2022 yeah. uh and i'm looking at the wiki now turns out like like it began development in 2013 and it was originally scheduled to be released in November 2020, but then delayed to August 2021 and then to January 2022. And then in on December 2021, uh, it was taken away and then it was then moved to a Hulu exclusive release. Yeah. Uh, Guess who's in deep water now? Fuck me. Uh, like, yeah, that's yeah, uh... it called deep water. <laughs> Yeah, why is it called Deep Water? Maybe there's like some stupid thing towards the end of the movie where it's like ties in. Oh, like the deepest amount of water that I saw was that pool and people were standing up in that pool trying to save that body that was floating in there. That's, maybe that's she that only deep, takes so. her lovers in deep water. She only, mm. yeah. And maybe yep. he's so, maybe Ben Affleck is so mad because she keeps fucking guys in the pool and he's like, dude, I want to swim in that. It's kind of disgusting. Maybe that's where, like it's all, <laughs> it's all just like a bottle episode type of story where they all set around the pool and it's like oh no it could be like an agatha christie type of uh murder mystery it's like who fucked my wife who fucked my wife in deep water i'm looking at i'm looking at the imdb now i'm looking at the imdb and i want to see who the the writers are for this yeah and i can see uh two zach helm and uh sam levinson zach helm being sam levinson writer for not a lot but sam levinson yeah uh malcolm huh. marie fucking assassination nation yeah euphoria um, Euphoria. Yeah. Interesting. Like, okay. Interesting. Well, I guess then it the Jacob Elordi um, casting makes sense um, then because like they've worked be together before. But yeah, uh, that's Deepwater uh, release date. We do have a release date for it. And yeah, that being um, next week, uh, I guess. Yeah, March 18th. So quite soon that one's hitting uh, Hulu. And I think I'll give it a watch. I think it will be like, it's also like they did put out a trailer so late. They really are just dumping it. So that makes me even think it's really 
not going to be that great a film. Um, anyways, but let's keep on that topic and let's look what's releasing this week. So the big release, not in cinemas because Disney decided to uh, pull it from a theater run. I don't know why. I think that's was kind of a bad call. Is uh yeah, turning red. The new Pixar film um is uh, gonna be streaming uh, by the time this episode comes out. It should be available, so you can go see it now. And we'll have our review uh, next week. And we also got the Adam Project over on Netflix. We'll have a short review for that uh, later in this episode. So that's what's coming out on Friday, March eleventh. Now, uh, Lachlan, let's get to uh, what we've been watching it's crazy that they pulled turning red yeah they pulled they, they pulled Theaters. all of the pixar films the recent ones like soul was also Weird. just on and then also onward and i onward had a theater run but then got pulled uh but raya and the last dragon i think wasn't theater that, no that no yeah it had but you also could purchase it it's weird because like they they are valuing their own films at like do you pay still 30 need a bucks for, run for the oscar nom i think in a yes. movie it's not oscar worthy you still need a theater run don't you you do but they could do one later on to just get I that guess. they could they could just play it in, in a few theaters in la and new york and i think that's enough it is a limited theater run mm. that's enough uh but yeah is it is it free on disney plus yeah that's the thing it's going to be free on disney okay. plus okay and the okay. disney other projects they had it at 30 bucks extra you know mulan yeah, raya black widow it's, it's i don't old. know what goes on in disney's head you know what i mean they're like yo we got the biggest dick and pixar pixar's tiny no, like, little... no 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 like walt disney's head you know how that oh. his head frozen in the back <laughs> right obviously like not still, a lot goes through, through his head right probably now, not like, no uh probably not a lot right now maybe that's a callback to frozen you know it's yeah. just they're trying to communicate with his frozen head uh it's not really working that's why they keep uh probably going to be keep pumping out frozen sequels uh Oof, yeah no thank you <laughs> i'm good um, no thank you yeah. i'm good <laughs> But yeah, uh, Lachlan, what have you been watching? Oh, sick. So I feel like this past like three weeks has been my unofficial review of the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> original trilogy. Arr. And that's coming to an end today unless I decide I watch the, the, the next two, which is Strangers Tides and Saliv Salivander's Revenge. Salamander. I can't remember. Salamander's Revenge. <laughs> no, no, no. I just tried to throw you off. other one has <laughs> Javier Bardem and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't know which one's which anyway if we're just going to wrap up the original three as a trilogy mm -hmm. i'd love to do that um and maybe one day we can do a roll it again episode series yeah. on the parts of the caribbean uh mm -hmm. maybe if they do that you know they have they're planning on doing that remake like the remaking parts of the caribbean right Crazy, yeah right? how uh, would you remake parts of the caribbean without jack sparrow i mean with, just cast mads mickelson <laughs> mads mickelson perfect right yeah <laughs> <laughs> just continue the just continue the parts of the character like bring back um, do the Grindelwald thing do the Grindelwald thing and just change face yeah just just, don't even just get Matt Mickelson yeah about it yeah. <laughs> I hope they make a thing about it in the new uh, Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. And don't you look a bit different? He's <laughs> uh -huh. like constantly, he's doing the Mad-Eye Moody thing. He's like constantly jugging on something. Just Can to you be like, Matt's, like, I just wanted to be Colin, Nordic. I just wanted to Colin be more Farrell racist. comes back and it's just like, <laughs> hey, it's actually me. Ha -ha. <laughs> wait, wait, did they change Grindelwald every single movie? No, Colin no, Farrell wasn't. because he was Colin Farrell in, he was, he was, was he using Colin Juice Potion? I, Colin Farrell the entire I time? I completely forgot. Like, I thought it was Johnny 
Depp in the first one as well. Wait, so it is for like two that seconds. Is so funny because it's like my idea when on on Roll It Again. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. it's a Roll It Again thing. But um, yeah, it's my idea for like a a film as well that like some minor character you just keep changing the actor and tell no one about it Until just like as knows. a background joke. Yeah, I would if I had enough budget for a film, I would definitely do that in my movie where it's just like confusing the audience. Like, is that intentional? Um, but yeah, uh, glad you finished your journey and I finished um, the journey. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, the world world's end has never been my my favorite, but it's also been one of the fun ones as well in a way because there's just there's so much action and that's what kind of makes it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I've I've never enjoyed it with the sense that uh fucking uh Davy Jones becomes a bitch in this film, <laughs> like he becomes a proper bitch. Yeah, like, I know his heart's being like held hostage, but he is such a bitch about the <laughs> entire thing. Um, and I'm gonna say it one more time with Dune Cam, such a bitch. Um. <laughs> Thank you. And I realize that the scale of this is very similar. Uh, like, like this is the biggest scaled Pirates film. Like, this is the perfect place to end it. Like, they didn't have to do sequels. Like, it was big. It was massive. They went to the afterlife. They had some crazy effects. Um, mm. Every character got a really nice ending, essentially. Yeah. Uh, to be to be happy or at least happy with each other's decisions. But overall, I mean, it's like three hours of just pirates, and that's that's not fun. Mm-hmm. The only three hours I kind of enjoyed most recently is obviously like one film in particular that i can't Dude reference cam. anything dune cam um and that yeah. that's and that's you know enjoyable but like mm-hmm. parts of the caribbean has its has its length the theme park yeah. ride is not three hours you can't really do three hours of parts of the caribbean two two and a half yeah that's a decent size which is basically what the other two were of dead man's chest and um black pill uh but overall i enjoyed it i still like it uh it's a worthwhile a, franchise to revisit right gets a three out of five. Oh, okay i thought five. it would be a bit higher i but yeah i guess that does make sense um i am literally thinking about going through because after watching the adam project today mm-hmm. and i gave it a review and i asked my partner who she also watched it with me and asked for her review and she or she said three out of three and a half out of five and i was like that's pretty generous not to get into yeah adam review thing and i was like what are my three and a half stars on letterbox and holy <laughs> I, shit have i got some three and a half stars that i regret like i, I gave endgame three stars how did i give endgame three stars and i gave wow. spider-man far like spider-man um far from home like almost a perfect score because it was entertaining and endgame yeah. wasn't entertaining and I then think- i had like some stupid fucking i don't know i don't even remember, remember what movie it was but I had like a, I don't know, don't breathe at like four and a half. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Get this out of my, get this out of my four and a half stars. Yeah. I mean, I, I started, like I started doing um like the, the thing of like a maniac, putting everything I watch into an Excel spreadsheet. And I found about, about Letterboxd, put all of the movies there, but I still have all the episodes of TV shows and stuff there with my notes and everything neatly tied up. But um, I noticed going back that like, I like watched The Walking Dead. I also, I'm not going to talk about that, but I caught up with a bit of The Walking Dead and I just quit. It's like such a bad show at this point and i saw like how high my ratings were and i skipped through a bit of the episode it's just like nothing and i think with a bit of distance when you're not like caught up with a franchise you notice that um maybe yeah it's not as high as you thought of it and it's also like us consuming films weekly is putting it into context of 
of uh, what's a certain number or not. But at the end of the day, I think like there's also a value of saying, hey, the Spider-Man films are like perfect movies to me because they're like entertaining. And I think that's a fair point uh, not to disregard people who don't think like I'm a film critic and I need to be like as accurate as possible and as objective as possible. I think that like it does make sense that some ratings maybe are a bit outdated, but it's just um, through time, you know, everything changes. Everything like, fades. Like I've given, I've given <laughs> it, 2017's it, three and a half stars, right? Three yeah. and a half stars. Uh-huh. And I've also got seven, seven at three and a half. What the fuck am I, I thinking? I think you, you just found it funny that like you give a three and a half out of five or like thinking? a seven out of ten to seven. So I'm like, am I putting That could it, be something you do. Am I lowering its score or am I bumping up uh, seven to I, four stars? You know my take. I, uh, no, I don't have it here. I have a seven poster and my little brother over his, his bed has like a poster that's like like um one and a half meters in span <laughs> just like saying all of the li listing the uh, deadly sins um mm. so we we are a seven household here um mm. but yeah i would bump seven up i think for me it's like a four and a half or like a five out of five movie love that one um yeah, anyways it's, ridic it's ridiculous i think we should get back on track we've been sidetracked and we haven't yeah. even talked about the batman man um, so I'll, I'll keep my things brief. I, I try to catch up with new releases just so I can tell you if it's good or not. Um, mainly the films that released on Netflix this week, uh, Against the Ice, which was with, uh, Nikolai Costa-Waldau. Uh, he was, um, in, uh, Game of Thrones, if you remember correctly. He's the guy who has a golden hand at some point. He's a Lannister. And uh, this was like a spa uh, space exploration, no, um, Arctic exploration film about the survival of two people um, based on a true story. Uh, I think it had some good moments, but overall it was kind of like not really getting to anywhere interesting. It was really just a, a epic retelling of the story. And it was like, yeah, it was a bit meh. Uh, something that was even worse was The Weekend Away, which was this thriller movie about um, uh, about a woman who goes to, uh, what was it, Croatia and then her best friend or her friend turns out um to be dead and then she goes on like a uh mission to find out who's who was the killer and there's so many misdirects and twists it's so fucking dumb um that i was like rolling my eyes multiple times at the multiple twists at the end so definitely stay away from um the weekend away uh then i also watched through the uh anthology series the boys present uh, Diabolical. It's an eight-part, uh, about 15-minute-ish each uh, episode type of show that is told in various different animation styles. Uh, there was a, a big cast like this. I think in episode two, there's Justin Roiland uh, in there that, that looks a bit more like Rick and Morty style. Um, overall, like not to get into the specifics of each episode, because like this, there's, there's definitely like some some interesting ones in there. But it also feels just like we have a property, we have an established IP and we just do kind of a bit with it, but nothing really interesting. Um, there was a standout episode, though, that I liked uh, the most. Um Nothing that I would give like a more than a three and a half out of five, by the way, but I thought that uh, episode three, I'm your pusher, which um, had like uh, a a take on like a new hero being introduced to the, uh, what is it, like the big seven or big six? I don't know don't remember um and it has like um jason isaacs playing butcher in that episode it's like the one that's most tied into the actual show i think that one was the most solid the other ones were a bit 
a bit meh to okay. Um, so if you're interested in the boys, I guess check that out. And what else have I watched? I watched um, the the Batman: The Long Halloween. Those two films, part one and two, are just in preparation. Um, for the Batman, but maybe we'll touch on that a bit later. And I, uh, for the first time ever, watched Fantasia and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Uh, and yeah, those were like, I, I don't know, they weren't bad. They were, don't get me wrong, they're like um, great historic pieces of like animation with Snow White being the first one. And then I think Fantasia being the second or third film, no, third film that they ever put out, uh, like just uh, full-length animation from Disney. And um, they're entertaining, but I think the Snow White story is so uh, outplayed at this point, like, and also outdated, especially with how misogynistic, like, the overall story is. It's just, like, nothing. Um, and Fantasia was was fine with the classic music to listen to and then just a bunch of animation on top of it. But I wasn't as blown away as some other people probably were of that. And then um, usually I do this at the end of the month, but I... <laughs> I kind of got caught up with this artist so uh, deeply that I um, listened for his entire discography in less than a week. And I just quickly wanted to touch on it uh, because I, I listened to Kendrick Lamar's discography. And, and, and Lachlan, do you, do you have like a, a favorite song on album from Kendrick? Have you have you listened to his Jesus. stuff? Um, Sorry, I'm throwing you into the yeah, throw me into deep, deep cold water. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yes. Fuck, I feel like I'm just going to be bullied because I'm just going with the one that everyone else says. I really like Fifty Butterfly. No, then we'll be pu bullied together. I think that's the best one. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Sick. No, that one's sick. Do you have a favorite song on that on that, uh, play uh, on that playlist, on that album? Um, I've really, I've always, again, I'm going to be bullied because I, I like the song so much and everyone else. Ma uh, Mad City. I, I like, I, Mad it was throughout, throughout high school, I would play it. Like, right. It'd be one of my songs I'd listen to on the way to school, or on the way home from school. Yeah, that, that's, that I song. guess that is Constantly. from, uh, not from Butterfly the album but for Matt City but it, yeah that's oh, uh, oh sorry um yeah I didn't know I oh, sorry I didn't know you no well the overall like, song as so. well I think Matt City is also on my list of, of my favorites but I, I got a bunch of other ones there as well um I think I think from Butterfly the Black of the Berry is, is fucking amazing I love Mortal Man and the whole like end bit that's it's such a long song I think it is nine or twelve minutes long also love I from Butterfly uh so he, he has got like I, I stayed away from Kendrick a bit like I only heard like the I guess modern classics that were replayed over and over again with Humble and DNA mainly. Uh, those are like, like iconic uh, in their own rights, but they're just, I guess, more mainstream. And um, I only ever heard of them like with, with Dam, and then I listened a bit, a, a bit to Dam. Um, but like his his uh, stuff is just consistently just on top, and he 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 hasn't missed yet. Uh, even on the Black Panther score, there's some there's some great tracks that like he he's not in all of them, but the ones that he's on are, are sick. I also think that uh, his Untitled um, Untitled album, which is probably regarded as maybe the, the weakest one of the ones that he has, he's got some bangers on there as well. I think track uh, three, five, and eight are my favorites there. Um, so a a great discography to check out um, because I think he's also someone when you listen through his 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 album. It tells an overall story and a theme, and um, I just love when when an album is able able to do that. So um, yeah, Kendrick, <laughs> great shit. <laughs> 
from him. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else to add there, or should we move on? Well, I'm I'm quickly just lo- I just loading up to Pimp Butterfly again. I haven't yeah. really listened to this in a while. Oh, um, it's so great. I pretty much I probably know all the words to King Kuta. Oh yeah, I was I almost put so that I'd one on as well. Say, I'd probably yep. say like that might be my favorite, but I also also really like All Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Black of the Berry is also I think is a really good song. Might be my overall favorite. Yeah, Butterfly as well. Yeah, I just it just I don't know. It's just like it just feels like a lot of emotion in that song. Oh, yeah. Um that he's really expressed. I mean, he expresses a lot of feeling throughout all of his albums. Uh, yeah, because he is a very very good artist. Oh, he's uh, amazing. But yeah. um, and I haven't listened. To, I haven't listened to Kendrick Lamar in a long time, so I'm, I'm really just like <laughs> I'm throwing you for a, for a, a nostalgic oh, loop. So, man, it's so incredibly good, right? And and it sucks you in that um yeah. Whenever I'm on a ride, I, I've like I've moved on. I think in March I'm doing two creators. And I'm actually moving on to Tyler, the creator. And I've only listened to his, I guess, uh, I've, I've caught up to his 2017 album now. And um, he has a lot of like uh, F slurs in there. He has a lot of misogyny. Are you talking about, that are you is, talking about Flower Boy? Uh, Flower Boy, yeah. And yeah, that's the that. first one where I'm like, oh, he's moving away from just constantly saying the F word over and over again in his songs. And he, like he he has incredible songs there already, but I don't know if the homophobia in that song is like helpful or just using the slurs. Uh, and then, I don't know, it's funny because he goes like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not homophobic. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Like one of my friends actually is is gay. It's like, yeah, but just, I don't know why using the F, F slur in a derogatory term. It's just like, it's weakening your music overall because it doesn't stand the test of time. And it's like, eh, you're kind of wincing and cringing at it when you listen to it. It's like, nah, does, is it needed? Because like his, his style is already there in the first few albums. I think it's really strong. And I'm, I'm very keen f- to get to Igor um, and his most Man, recent album. Igor, so I loved Flower Boy and that came yeah. out. 2017. In, what the last year of high school? Oh, Flower Boy. Like, oh, Flo- yeah. throughout like throughout exam period. Yeah. Uh, when Igor came out, man, that's a that was a good album. It's yeah. short. It's sweet. It fucking pops. Yeah. No, I really like Igor. But yeah, we'll we'll talk a bit more about Tyler when I'm done with his entire discography again. Um, and it's been so much fun. Um, so uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can. I, people are already listening to these artists, I assume, because I'm not really doing niche artists. But it, it, it's great to like go through the entire discography. Are you gonna do Frank Ocean? Please don't gonna do Frank Ocean. I I might if I'm like done early with Tyler the Creator. I might even do a third one in March and just do Frank Ocean because he, I think he doesn't Man. have that many albums. If He's I got remember two correctly. albums but they're so good blonde is so good and he hasn't released yeah. one since 2016 and i hope he's bringing out something so soon hey same same with same with Ken, uh kendrick um what's this last one this last one was like wasn't it um the black panther album that he did with uh, sca so i don't know um again i i, I, well, I like that we go on one to more t- childish gambino album i don't care about anyone else just give me one more childish gambino <laughs> album and, uh, and i'll be so happy oh uh, yeah he, he's on the list as well uh, i f- feel like i'm doing a bit much of of rap so i i can't remember what next month is going to be but like at some point i got taylor swift in there as well <laughs> just so i could say i'm like there's a bit of variety in there as well I, when it comes to music <laughs> genres and i'll 
<laughs> I'll sing you all the songs, okay? Like each night you can call me and I'll sing you a good night song from Taylor Swift. Oh, Spotify's got a karaoke mode now. Dope. Yeah. Are they, oh, you mean, oh, yeah. They have they had that for a while. Uh, but I guess you're not someone who sings along to every single song they listen to. Although, although to the rap stuff, I don't really sing along to. <laughs> Maybe that has to be noted because like, you know, there's certain words that I'm Man, not saying. you've been sitting on the public transport buses rapping along to any of these songs. People are just staring at you being like... <laughs> Hmm. Why is this white guy saying the N-word so much? Or why is he saying it at all? It's fucking weird. But uh <laughs> Yeah, anyways, let's move on from that and uh get to the Adam project. Are you gonna let us go down? There's no one even following us. Don't look back. Look up. Uh, I think we're about to have some company. Stop the car. What? What? Stop! Go, 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 reverse! Laura, this is... me. Hi! Parallel contact, babe! Well, you know, you've always said that you wished you'd met me earlier. Here I am. <laughs> After accidentally crash-landing in 2022, time-traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self on a mission to save the future. So, The Adam Project is the latest film from Sean Levi, who's uh, the director behind um, last year's Free Guy, uh, denied at the Museum Films, and he also did Cheaper by the Dozen. I just wanted to mention that. Um, nice. So, yeah, we'll keep this um, review as spoiler-free as we can because the movie is just coming out today, as uh, I guess for you guys listening, if you listen to this on the day that this episode drops. Uh, but yeah, we got a big Netflix production. Uh, we got a bunch of bankable stars with Ryan Reynolds, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, uh, Zoe Saldana. Uh, so what what did you make of this? Do you think there's uh, more than just, I guess, uh, you know, um, it's it's I guess it's an original IP, but you just have big stars attached to it. I'm just, as, I guess, asking for your overall thoughts, Lachlan. Overall, I didn't hate it. I actually thought it was sweet as, mm -hmm. a, as a film. I thought it had a, a lot of heart to it. Um, so I, I, I've broken it down into three things, three, three little things. Number one. Uh, it will be Ryan Reynolds. Number two is the the sweet uh, Ryan Reynolds. Love, love, you love Ryan Reynolds, of course. Yeah. Uh, Kevin the second Hart. thing is going to be uh, the story right. and, 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 and the emotions in the gift. And the last one is going to be uh, Walker Scobell, I think his name is, the, yeah. the kid. Mm -hmm. um, let's go backwards. Walker Scobell held his own against Ryan Reynolds. He did a, yeah. he did a fantastic job overall um, to be able to match Ryan Reynolds' energy uh, for a kid i mean it's quite an, it's quite easy because ryan reynolds is a is a basically a child um but to be able to match his energy and to be able to match his humor and basically i mean it'd be it'd be much better if ryan reynolds would be playing a character that the, you know walker has created but the adult version yeah. of him but mm -hmm. really walker is just playing ryan reynolds and we're going to get to that in point number one but moving on from point number one back to point number three uh yeah he holds his own he does a fantastic job i thought mark ruffalo was kind of shit if i'm totally honest but like um seems to stumble through this one but i'll ignore that um it's kind of like he just rocked up to set to say hello to ryan and ryan was like read this roll action. dad 
and they kept it in there. <laughs> yeah. Dad. Um, but Walker, like, fantastic job as basically the the lead uh, of this, uh, being the main character per se. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I- incredible job. I, I, do you have any points on him that you'd like to bring up? I think um, I agree with you. I think that uh, you can't fault his performance for some of the stuff that I maybe didn't really enjoy that much about the film. But the strong points of where he needs to, <clears throat> sorry, where he needs to bring something to the table, I think he definitely did delivers uh it's really up there i think i think in the writing uh he, he's not always handed the the best stuff to to go with it but i think for the story that they're going uh he he's he's definitely delivering um yeah yep. the second one is obviously the story good segue into that ewan we are professionals here on this podcast um yeah. we're not just dedicated to my dune 4k <laughs> copy that i've got sitting next to me um in i should get like a stand for it and like give it some lights and shit no you can't you can't do that in episode episode one quote unquote that's on video look imagine imagine lights just it's gonna be going around it like that look how cool that looks that looks amazing I've just got my torch on my phone and making it look sick. I, you can see the glass reflecting off the... Anyway. Yeah. Um, Got to envy those again. audio listeners. Or um, not envy them. Um, yeah. The story was fine. Like, right. The yeah. overall, like, like the plot was kind of eh, like stitched together. And I thought the villain sucked walls. Um, <laughs> actually, it was pointless, dumb, didn't really have that much character development. And I didn't give a shit because it's honestly an hour and a half. And there's mm-hmm. a positive. It's an hour and a half. You can go in and oh, get yeah. out and you get, you've had a good time. It's, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's a role roller coaster ride essentially it is um, definitely which is yeah. martin scorsese hates martin scorsese hates roller coaster films and ryan reynolds <laughs> and ryan reynolds because he's a yeah. superhero um but funnily enough like overall the plot of these two kid, like the kids adam and young adam having these two different ideas of what their father figure uh, father is not father figure because he actually is his father mm-hmm. uh, i don't even know because mark ruffalo doesn't really play the dad especially well but <laughs> Um, it's kind of like older Adam has had time to reflect and, and he thinks his dad was a dick and young Adam really likes him. So it's just got this cool dynamic and it's really about yeah. this story of loss and how people grieve. And, uh, that's what's kind of cool, including, uh, who Ryan Reynolds is searching for. Right. I think it, it can only go so deep in an action story to be actually about oh, of course. like that father thing. And I think yeah. that's totally fine. You have to take the movie for what it's going for. It's not trying to be like introspective and really no, reflecting on on what it means like to to grow fun. up without a dad or like any yeah. any sort of stuff like that. I think for that it is that's that's why I'm like not hating on the film. Which um it's yeah. mostly surface level. It's mostly yeah, surface yeah, level definitely. for the majority of this. And sometimes it, it dips down um a little bit further than that. That, but yeah. I feel like it's like overall like that that part of it that side that it's going for nails it on the head. For I some, think everything yeah, so else kind of stuff. For some <laughs> reason, there's a scene between uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, as, it's yeah, it's funny that on IMDb it says Big Adam. <laughs> Big Adam. Big Adam. And no, it doesn't say little Adam. It says young Adam. I don't know why. It's young like Adam. big. <laughs> he wanted to be yeah. called big and not not old. Um, Adam. Because Ryan Reynolds doesn't. He's like the type of guy who, who doesn't age, you know. Uh, anyways, there's a scene with him and his mother played by Jennifer Garner. Uh, in that bar scene and I was like oh they're, they're obviously going for a moment here and I was like okay um, this is just going to be predictable it's going to be formulaic and then I was kind of moved for a moment because like the, the, the performances were solid enough for this action filler where, uh, film where I was like oh I'm an emotionally involved a bit with this now I can feel with this character and um, yeah I, so you know there are these moments in there and I think that the plot overall is so silly uh, that yeah. I don't think they did this 
necessarily sell Dana character that well. I think her no. whole inclusion is a bit like why. Uh, yeah. So that brings me on to n- point number one because I, I did it backwards, and, yes. and that's the Ryan, the Reynolds, um, who is obviously the, <laughs> I guess the the A star, <laughs> the 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 golden boy of this film. Big big uh, Adam. The Zoe Saldana stuff is definitely done extremely poorly. Yeah. However, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of getting bored of Ryan Reynolds in all of these Ryan Reynolds movies. Ah, tell me about it. He kind of just plays the same witty character, and it's cool. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. cool, and it definitely works with everything. But I'm kind of sick of seeing him in it in every way. He kind of, he kind of was like, I'm gonna be witty in the majority of his films, and then he did Green Lantern, and he realized that he could do it as a superhero. That flops. He does a couple of the shitty films, kind of dies down. Lands the Deadpool role, realizes this is perfect for him, mm-hmm. and then basically plays a non-Deadpool Deadpool. He even plays an assassin in another film. Or hitman's bodyguard or plays a bodyguard essentially but like he he plays the same character in almost every single one of these films yeah and there was a moment we're not doing spoilers are we um well if you want to get into spoilers, we, we can like preface something and then there's time codes if you are look, really look, concerned look, about let it me just let's say, do let spoilers me, to, real quick. look i won't do it with a spoiler i won't do it with a spoiler okay, one spo- okay no spoilers. there's a moment where ryan reynolds is driving away okay he's in yeah. a car mm-hmm. and it's literally a split second but it's um it's it's an emotional scene not done incredibly well but it is an emotional scene it's mm-hmm. it's pretty much i would say it's okayly written it's it's written in a way that's good it's a good mm-hmm. scene it's shot well it's everything works the music works and then there's a shot of him driving away frustrated upset mad hitting the steering wheel and it's like the most dramatic shot in the film it's not a shot of him being like witty or smart it's actually him suffering yeah because like even when he's playing deadpool he's like making jokes and cracking jokes and stuff there's no there's no downtime right yeah there's always I, that sarcasm and irony underlaid with everything he does he could be doing this he might be doing this but he could just be doing all of these stupid dumb roles and then like in two years time he's going to fucking pull out like the revenant style fucking acting and he's just gonna leo the shit yeah. out of a role i mean I'm, i feel like he could do it i'm I wondering feel like he could do it i'm wondering is is he because he's such a, at such a level as a producer as well is he trying to typecast himself in these roles or like are they specifically written for him as generic yeah. white guy like chris Pe- Pratt at this point to fill that void of like we need this lead or like is he seeking out these roles i'm because i i don't know i just want to know i just want R- yeah. ryan reynolds ryan reynolds come on this podcast we to want him. to interview you yeah. and I, figure no, and pick your brain no it was professional i'll text right, okay um no it like, would, that I would be very interesting want though. him to do a serious role because yeah. he could either a fucking mess it up cook it he never does a serious role again and he goes back to like jokingly acting in the same role and makes billions and gazillions of dollars of money because yeah. every single one of his films are basically a success. Asterisk, some of them aren't. But or he could nail it on the head, win a best acting like thing. Like he could Nicolas Cage pick it or Nicolas Cage draw it, and he could and and, yeah. and he could like pull out this fucking wicked like two hour character piece that he's worked months for, method acted for. Yeah. I, I mean. I don't know. Could, we haven't seen and, Detective and Pikachu too, so I would fucking strangle you right now if I could reach through this goddamn fucking camera. And if you went half across the world, um, just imagine, right? I'm yeah, just, I, can't, I can't be the only dreamer on this podcast. I can't be the only one who dreams, Ewan. Well, I, I don't know if I care that much if he actually does something. Um, Are you serious? No. Yeah. 
I would pay good money. I would go and see that movie like three or four times in cinemas if he, if yeah. he pulls out a fucking I mean, I got role. caged and I'm fine with it. Like, I'm like, you we got the crazy loose cannon. I don't know okay, if we need Okay, you pull is. Nicholas Cage, Look, I pull out my Ryan Reynolds serious acting. I reckon he can do it. <laughs> Nicknames for, uh, no, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I was also thinking like, maybe it's also that the roles that he takes are just fun. And I feel yeah. like if you Daniel Day-Lewis it, you're just gonna age into coming back to it. I don't mm. think this guy ages. He he looks so incredibly good that like, why would you make something strenuous? Why would you make something like that's hard to do and you have to make faces a lot <laughs> that aren't uh witty, you know, in its nature. So like I, I get it. It's like better than the Adam Sandler type of comedies that he does just for yeah. fun. But I feel like yeah. I think he's at a point in his life where it's just like, like yeah, why not? Adam because Sandler's he's not doing example as well. He, he's still doing stuff where it's not the Chris Pratt thing of where they shove him into franchises and just mm. because he's bankable. I think that's like way worse than what, what's happening with Ryan Reynolds where he's just like playing the same character because like you can write a, a movie that's basically the same movie and then it's more about like the movies that are created with him as a lead not him as the guy who always does the same thing you know because like generic movie guy who's witty Deadpool-esque just works good it, it just works mm. you know mm. uh so yeah uh, what do we I, I don't think we have you went through your three points i don't think i have much to add to this uh, I mean, if this is something that interests you, you are probably going for it. Uh, I think it's worth your while if you just want to have a fun night. Um, boot up the good old Netflix and uh, yeah, a 90 minute watch. I think that's probably the best thing about it that it's uh, so oh, brief no. to get through. My camera died. Um, I'm going to have to switch to Dune Cam for, <laughs> my, for the rest of my review of... of Ooh, Lachlan Cam is back. Guess who's back? Back again. Let's sing something. Take your pretty words and go choke. Hey. So where the fuck is Lachlan? Can't uh, do a whole concert here. Yo, are you back? I've been giving uh, everyone a concert in the meantime. Oh my god, I'm so glad I had the backup camera recording. Yeah? Yeah, doing cam, say the day. <laughs> so um, yeah, Lachlan, where do you arrive at as a, as a rating for the I Adam Project? It. Funnily enough. <laughs> But funnily enough, I haven't rated it yet. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, technically you're not allowed to, to rate it yet because I'm we are still on the, the embargo. Because we're still but, on the embargo. Well, um, not not by the time this episode comes out, so you can give me the rating now. But that's not the reason I have Lachlan, it. give it to me. That's because give me I'm the rating. terrified to add it into yeah? my letterboxed uh, account and have a rating on it. Some people are self-conscious about their body. You about their, your star count on letterboxed. This is fucking ridiculous. Two and a half. Okay, Two perfect. And Two and a half. Oh. Oh, but I want to give it a three so bad. <laughs> I gave it a three. If you want to be safe, I give it, it a three. No, okay. fuck. I don't no? want to copy you, though. I don't want to copy you. Fuck. You can be okay. your independent Look, person and still have a fucking random number. I don't want to be an independent person. I mean, you want to be? Like, you want to be? I, I want to be independent journalist compared to Right. You. So I don't want us to have the same review score. Fuck. Well, it makes it easier for can the letterbox rating for quite on set. Can you do two and a half and I can do three? I, I, can, I can go down, yeah. I mean, you're happy to go down? I, I'm happy to go down. I'm, there's no integrity Then here. I don't feel confident that it's a three then if you're happy just to put it to a two and a half. God. <laughs> oh my God, you're fucking killing me. Just give me the rating for the Adam Project. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. All right. We can say okay. it's somewhere between a two and a half and a three out of five, okay? <laughs> that fits. It's you wanna there. you wanna have a two point seven five out of out of five. No. <laughs> I'm giving it a letterbox score that I can physically put down. Yes. And I'm gonna give it a 
three. Okay. And I'm okay. I'm just not gonna say my score. If you guys want to know, you can go to my. What? what I don't want to be going down a frenzy yet. again. I'm getting so self conscious about the rating. <laughs> we get on to the Batman already. Yeah, yeah let's get to the Batman for an hour and a half, and I just want to get to the Batman. Anyways, let's half get to the Batman. Half of this recording isn't even like it's just us talking beforehand. So <laughs> that's true. Good stuff, though. Let's get to the Batman. Fear. Is a tool. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. I've been trying to reach you. Find the god! Rithers to match. I can take care of myself. If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Whoa, take it easy, sweetheart. Hear everything they say, ain't you? Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance. In his second year of fighting crime, Batman uncovers corruption in Gotham City that connects to his own family while facing a serial killer known as the Riddler. So unmask the truth that's the what, what is it called not the logline but that's the one that they have going with it on um letterbox i guess it's yeah is it a tagline uh maybe but i think that's a sick uh logline i think overall for the movie it, it it says a lot like there's a lot of allegories that you could draw from it um so far this movie has been received very positively on letterbox it has a 4.3 which currently makes it uh, the number uh 78 overall on imdb um on letterbox top rated movies of all time on imdb it's currently sitting at an 8.5 uh that brings it to number 70 not surprised that it's a bit higher than on letterboxd um but on metacritic it is only a mere 72 um so yeah i don't know if that is telling at all about the film and maybe where the positive reception it's coming from because like it's definitely different than uh spider-man and no way home you know where mm. there was definitely like more coming from an audience i think here a lot of people are split so um, i'm keen to talk about it. i don't think we are as split as some people are on it but um yeah uh this comes from director mad reeves who did the second two of the planet of the apes uh trilogy the most recent one you know not the one from back in the what was it 80s but the one from the 2010s um and this movie comes in with a runtime of 175 minutes so it's quite on the longer end of a uh of a comic book movie and um has so far as of standing of, of tuesday uh grossed 258 million dollars already uh with a budget of about 200 million um so it's coming in as as a big release and will definitely over time uh, make its money um back so that's uh by the way the second uh 100 million dollar plus opening weekend in the u.s i think it made uh if i'm co remembering correctly i think it made like 120 
20 something it just made over 100 million uh just in the u.s alone which uh again only spider-man no way home was able to do uh since the 2020s so a uh, big movie ahead of us uh so let's uh, jump straight into it into this uh first non-spoiler review uh we'll give you a spoiler warning when we'll talk about something specific uh that would be that would be considered a spoiler so uh, maybe let's start this off uh with the actors portraying um these iconic characters uh with us recently i guess watching um well i guess we haven't watched the tim burton one i, I just recently rewatched batman uh returns uh so we got uh michelle pfeiffer uh, pfeiffer's uh catwoman in there but um maybe let's start it off with the big man himself and talk about Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Colin Farrell, Pink Up, oh, not, not that right. big man. Yes, the other, the other animal that wants to fly. Well, I guess penguins can't fly. Then. Hey, I don't want to make this a big thing. And I didn't yeah. want to say it out loud on the podcast, but right. I'm looking at the show notes and you've put in the wrong Colin as the penguin. Oh, I put Firth. Oops, Colin yeah. Firth. Uh, I... Wrong Colin. Farrell. There you go. Okay, that's, well, now you've called me out you could have just changed it um now i'm now i'm self-conscious i don't know if i'll maybe i'll cut around this with the power that i have and make that's just one one of the mistakes i wanted to point out well i'm just keeping it engaging for the patreon people exactly. who can call me exactly. out. <laughs> it's all about the content all about the engagement at the end of the day but no uh what did you what did you think about um robert pattinson as pa the batman pattinson yeah it, great he was he was great because he wasn't batman yet so right to, to, to understand my perspective of this film because people are Comparing it to Batman's of past. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of those Batmans are a little bit older, I believe, than mm -hmm. what this Batman is. This Batman still is, or at least this Bruce Wayne, I should say, is a teen angst. Uh, it's definitely not a teenager anymore, but yeah, emo, he has that feel. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Wayne. Essentially, he's like a younger Bruce Wayne who's still learning the ropes of what it means to be Batman. He hasn't been yeah. molded by the darkness. He hasn't been. Um, he hasn't know, grown just, up in it. He hasn't become it yet. <laughs> no, I, I can't do the Bane voice. I should, never try. <laughs> I should have practiced this before if I <laughs> attempted to do a Bane. Where's my mug? Hang on, hang on. You gotta do like you gotta get the. Hang on. You gotta I get gotta, the mug. I gotta. I gotta quickly. I gotta quickly um, switch the Dune cam. <laughs> I've got a. I've got a glass behind. You think the darkness is your ally? I've merely adopted the. You've merely adapted the dark. I was born in it. Molded by it. I did see the light until I was a man. I can't do it. I can't do it. And by then, it was only part of you. <laughs> Don't keep that in. <laughs> What I want. I'm, cut, I'm, cutting, I'm cutting back to Dune Cam so I can... <laughs> wait, wait. I have another distraction for you. Look at this. Dune Cam. What's that? Second Dune, Dune Cam. Dune Cam. Dune Cam. I have books? Dune Trilogy Dune, Cam. Look, Dune. Hang on. Have that up. I'm having my Dune on the screen. Dune. Two Dunes on the screen. So, look at that. So much Dune. Dune Cam. Dune. So much, so much Dune. Anyways, so much. back to the Batman. I just went to flick my finger up to your screen so I could also point at the books, but I realized that it was a camera feed, so I can't. Fuck, I'm an uh. idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. Sorry. I really hope you don't keep that in. But if you do, please make it sound so much better, like with a modulator and modulate my voice so it sounds more really close to it. Anyway. Anyways, um, there's no there's no bane in this movie, but uh plethora no of other other good villains, I think. Okay, say. let me let me let me start off with okay. 
I I see this as a younger Batman. I see this as a yeah. Batman who's not perfect, which is definitely one of the things they do go for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to compare it to other Batmans, especially because the first thing people are going to do with this film is compare it to The Dark Knight. And yeah. that is the peak of that Batman. That is the peak, the his best form, his best analysis detective stuff, which he doesn't right. really do. But, you know, that's the best of that Batman. You're best comparing scanning a, Batman a rock to find <laughs> a bullet. <laughs> that makes no sense. Yes. This is... This is the Batman who has two years under his belt and doesn't really know what the Batman is and he's still learning that and you're comparing it to a Batman who's been fighting crime for a couple years and is about to take up his biggest enemy of all time. That is yeah. a completely different Batman to compare it to and and I'm not going to like start comparing the uh, Michael Keaton's and uh, George Clooney's and Val Kilmer's of the world yeah. are Batmans because a different league essentially overall people are really just going to compare this Batman film to The Dark Knight and one of the questions that have been asked is is this as good or better than the dark knight yeah which we'll get to that shortly but overall my thoughts with Robert Pattinson's batman is as this world's batman as detective batman not batman who's going to be fighting superman world end of the world fucking batman because mm-hmm. he wouldn't work in this in this case yeah. he does a fantastic job of playing bruce wayne and batman yeah i agree i think um in the dark knight what is there like the batman that we get it, it is way less about batman as the character i think the joker is way more the main character in this and here the bat like batman or bruce wayne is definitely i guess i would say like batman is the main character bruce wayne is a secondary character uh they are still very much the same he hasn't adapted maybe what we know from especially the nolan trilogy like that kind of playboy philanthropist type of uh you know outside persona not philanthropist actually he, he's more of a douche i guess than that uh so he's very angsty and where like socially awkward people don't see him as much I've seen that be criticized from people that it's like he's too close to it and it's too obvious that he's Batman. Um, I don't really care. I think it's just like it makes sense for the character. Uh, I love that we are not coming from a point of, okay, how can this be um, as as close to what, what fans want to see in like the like rich guy who fights crime and then still has a lot of fun that he puts out this outside persona. No, it's based on this guy is still like immensely scarred and traumatized by his past and what he's doing now and he's very fucked up he um is in a place emotionally he wants to be beaten (laughs) it's it's really good how they make both the batman want to be the giver of pain because at the beginning it's like he is seeking out crime and uh, i've read a number of things where it's like this is his therapy this is what he wants he wants to this is him filling up the void of uh, the loss of his parents. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a very interesting Batman where it's it's not just because I, I I've I've seen the same thing where it's like it's obvious that Bruce Wayne and this one is Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also obvious when uh, a millionaire playboy philanthropist uh, Bruce Wayne is in a dining scene and then all of a sudden gets hijacked and he's nowhere to be seen. But here comes the Batman. Like what a coincidence yeah. that he's not there. Like like it's it's easy to pick apart when you're looking at it from a outside perspective that it's like uh, obviously he's batman how can people not see that he is the batman and it's like yeah. that's not the point they're two different characters essentially i mean it's the same character but it's two different personas that they play i again and, definitely sorry yeah. I, 
No, go ahead. No, I, I can definitely see where it's uh, that thing uh, that they also said with the Dark Knight that like Bruce Wayne is the actual mask and whatever. But it feels a bit silly to yeah. say that because like I here it's that. so obvious. It's like, yeah, that's more him and he doesn't want to be that other person. And I feel it's way more natural that like a, a, a scarred character like that isn't fully able to integrate into the integrate into um, uh, the world. And th this is it's not not a spoiler, but like he has a different approach of like getting into a certain place with Bruce Wayne and, and Batman and he, he goes to the same place three times and he does it differently each time and I think that's really telling of the character overall how he still has a lot of stuff to figure out and maybe also on the journey figures out that some stuff he can't figure out I'm trying to be as vague as possible but like that's what I want out of a Batman story out of a superhero story it's like they, they're not perfect and um, mm. they, they do have their faults and maybe just like struggle Structurally, what he does can't fix some of the problems that the city is facing. Um, so I thought that was super engaging. Overall, you, you, you saying know? that he's not he's not perfect and you know he makes mistakes. It's like there's there's so many examples that we can give. You know he he gets hurt in yeah. some of these action scenes. He physically gets hurt. And although he's bulletproof. He's, <laughs> he although he's hurt, bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. He's not he's not you know damage proof. He he gets hurt. He gets hit and he gets back up and keeps fighting. Um, yeah. So, some kid was like, cool. oh, I don't like your hair. And he was like, what? Really? Really, yeah. really there's angsty. Cool, there's cool sequences where he like gets away, mm. but then something happens that, that just like throws a spanner into the works. So, like, he's not the he's not the Batman that you have that has prepared for everything. He's thought of every scenario, yeah. every situation has, has a plan for everything. Because he's not Batman. He's not that Batman yet. He hasn't prepped for that. He hasn't know these. He hasn't really dealt with these yeah. massive villains. He, that, he's also you know, going in being okay have. to die. You know, that's another yeah. aspect that you can yeah. really see the self-destructive nature of what he's doing. Um, so I thought that was also another very strong overall theme. And like the and way that it sorry, yeah. With with that, like like to go onto the learning side of things, it's not like he he gets he, he gets more Batman as he goes along. Yeah. And it's not until the last sequence that we go like it like and, and to get quickly to the end, because I this is how I can explain whether I like the film or not, but mm -hmm. when we got to the last scene of this film and that's where you would definitely say that he is the most Batman of any of the scenes throughout this film like yeah I'd say he's you know mm -hmm. he's Batman but this is where he was like he stepped up to the plate and became the Batman I was sitting in my seat and was like I want another film I want another yeah. one where it's this right Batman Begins yeah. same thing you don't really I mean you, most of the time it's just you know the Batman learning how to become the Batman and it's not until the Dark Knight that he's the Batman he's that scary darkness thing which another thing is, is cool that they went into like how they made like the opening sequence which you know narration but who cares mm. uh, talking about how like criminals fear the dark because he could be just around the corner that's cool they go into the like the fear aspect of uh the batman yeah i think that opening was very sick and i think that brings me to a point that we can also still talk about without getting into spoilers and that's just the uh overall score from uh michael uh, Giacchino. Amazing stuff. I've listened to a bit of it uh, just before the episode uh, because I, I saw the film a, a while back at a press screening and I haven't had a chance to rewatch it. So I'm trying to keep it as like much um, visually in front of me. Like that's a bit easier for me than keeping um, like the auditory senses, you know, that you remember that. But that theme of Batman being this imposing force, like the repetition of him approaching and luring in possibly in the shadows, but even the 
shadows being enough to strike fear into those who um like do criminal acts i think that is super powerful um and it is done super well that like it establishes this world so perfectly in these shots like how grimy everything looks it is i think they shot parts of it oh, in the scotland world? it is Man, right it's, it looks amazing it's like the perfect mixture of because the the argument is like the the dark knight trilogy is realistic it's said in realism and it's like the first one's pretty realistic yeah the rest of it is like a logistical nightmare it's like how can you plan some of those things the joker or that bane yeah. plans like it's it's very like it, it doesn't it, make too much sense be, as well with bane it, it's it's doable it's realistic but it's like yeah you're kind of pushing the borderline and it's the same thing here it's like this thing is this this the batman is realistic in the sense that some i can see this being set and realistic and it takes a yeah. lot of inspiration in this like quirky cartoony style or at least themed world especially mm. with the the Wayne Manor or the oh, Wayne yeah. Tower. I don't know what they do it's with the so Wayne Manor, but gothic. Like, yeah. so gothic, and it's it like crazy. that's cool. That's yeah, a, it's a sick set, and mm. some of the and some of the scenes, it's like like a like a, a packing factory. Like it just mm. seems like a normal packing factory. Nothing fancy with it. The world doesn't seem like it's Gotham. It just seems like it's taken inspiration of some gothic parts and slapped it on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, New York, Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I think it's mainly Chicago inspired. Usually, Chicago, yeah. and they filmed some of the stuff in Chicago as well. But I think. If I read that correctly, some parts of it were also Scott in Scotland because that's usually just like dark, gloomy, sad, <laughs> rainy. Sad. Uh, but I thought like the character who was most grounded in reality was uh, the main villain, Riddler. Uh, I think. Pe I think penguin. <laughs> Well, maybe. Oh, we'll get to that later. So we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Yeah. But I think the Riddler you can still talk about without being too spoilery because, like, if you know about the casting, if you consider that already a spoiler, th then you know where the reveal is going. And it's not like playing with the mystery of who this is. It's more about, like, how to Who's get to him. Who's playing him? That's and the real question. <laughs> who is playing him? Is it, who is, is playing him? Is it Kevin Hart? Is it The Rock? No, it's actually ah, oh, someone. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> Just like Vin Diesel. The Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not playing the Riddler, he's playing Riddick, just showed up to the wrong set. Riddick. <laughs> uh no any <laughs> Anyways, I think I think he does a great job overall. I think um he he works so well even when you don't see his face yet. Um and I, I mean Matt Reeves said that like he's Zodiac inspired. That's why like I don't like the comparison mm. game even to the Dark Knight because like this is way much a a Batman story than it is um like a villain showcase. Uh yeah. I think it's it's more about like the um the sins of the family the sins of the father uh how uh it's also quite political in this in this sphere of of this universe that it tackles like why are certain things happening and how can you how can you make change in this like really broken world that obviously we are not as 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 bad i guess which is which is great that we don't have um colin farrell as as this crazy guy uh no i don't know i'm not i don't know i just want i just want to talk about the penguin i don't know how to segue into it but yeah, like no, dude, it, dude right. unrecognizable unrecognizable no, right what? if riddler or penguin he was so unrecognizable i thought it was colin which Fred. one penguin <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I was going to say, Honest you can't mistake. tell it's Paul Dano with a mask on, but like Colin Farrell, if yeah. you tell me it was Colin Farrell, I would not have guessed. I mean, I, I, I can right? see his face, but yeah. like if you, I wouldn't, if you, it's so didn't different. give me any guesses, didn't give me any hints, I would have just said a random actor and they would have been completely wrong because he is just hidden behind all that makeup. Also not Irish. It looks great. Also, yeah, he's not, yeah. yeah he's, 
He's Irish. He how is the fuck? Irish? Like, how oh. would I guess that? I couldn't even tell. I mean, yeah. he's an actor, so he does a phenomenal job. Gets into the role. Literally um, a penguin in this. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna beeline back really quickly to Zodiac or yeah. the Riddler, I should say. Mm -hmm. Where would you think Jim Carrey stepped in? <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey. Uh, what? How does it compare to? Yeah. To what? How to... you? How would you compare Jim Carrey's Riddler versus? <laughs> I think that's Paul quite Do you think they'd work in if we switched them? Do you reckon they'd work? Uh, uh only if we also. Oh, no, this is going into spoilers. Uh, I don't want. I I want to make that joke, but I can't. Um, but let's just like okay. insert Tommy Lee jones reference and you'll get my joke if you know how two faces played in batman forever uh that was a really convoluted way of of referencing something mm. that was supposed to be a joke that didn't land of course because i couldn't make the joke because we're not in spoilers yet but uh what was your question tim Jim Carrey. i don't think it would work it would be very funny though to see him like he's just like in, in this really dark room um, and it's just like his riddler, suit riddler in, in the background this, so riddler in this the reason i want to get back to riddler really quickly because we moved on really 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 quickly. yeah yeah sorry, um, sorry is is the is like as i said batman is in his beginning phases he's learning who the batman is mm. and that goes across the board for all of the characters in my eyes besides mm. two and those two are alfred and the riddler because right. i feel like the riddler is established he knows what his purpose is he knows what his his style is sure he doesn't have like a crazily cool costume he's just got a generic costume that he's thrown at a two dollar store and whacked it on <laughs> but it's effective and it looks cool yeah uh but he's the most of the of the uh, source material like the character in my eyes if it was set in a real world right yeah. the batman's still learning who he is the penguin isn't really even the penguin um yeah he's kind of yeah. like a bitch boy for the majority mm -hmm. of the film um <laughs> he's still Oz. up until until yeah. we have like he steps into his penguin role but mm. that's kind of basically at the end for the penguin spin-off series which yeah. by the way they're milking some crazy shit from yeah. this fucking movie right is it two, I, I, two extra movies two spin-off shows and i think they even canned one of the spin-off shows like today and they're doing a different one instead is it i didn't even i just heard that they I like think I, catwoman one that they may, might be doing i don't know if that's like yeah they, they, they i are read two two sequels I read two sequels, Gotham oh, yeah. TV. Yeah, year one, and, Gordon um, stuff. And what was the other one? Uh, what, Penguin, Penguin TV show. That's the yeah. one. But I read today that they're going to put the Gotham PD on hold and they're going to do an Arkham Asylum film, uh, TV series instead. Was Oh, I thought that that was like part of the PD one. Um, Okay. Uh, that they would just like do something with Arkham. I heard that as well. It, it's crazy. I don't know how how like truthful all of, of this is and uh, like how speculative they're just yeah. like putting things out there and see how people react. Uh, but yeah, it feels definitely feels like they're milking something here. They're uh, milking a lot of stuff. And I was like, I'm skeptical. Like, do we actually need to expand on this? But I guess maybe we don't get repeats with certain characters. I think they should definitely explore uh, the Batman and Catwoman dynamic in future films. I think that could weave into quite a nice trilogy narrative. Uh, if she returns, uh, that could be very fun. I also think uh, Totoro as Falcone is someone who's very established as well and kind of already oh knows my what God. he's doing, you know? He was crazy. Yeah, I didn't right. expect him to be a big shot and then he comes into it and I'm like, fuck, you terrify me. Right. He's very subdued and that me. is terrifying. That's like, it's it's not like I'm a mob boss. It's like more, I'm this imposing figure. I don't need to tell you shit. I can just be ambiguous about certain things. And it, it is terrifying because like you you are questioning like how, how much of his, uh, what, what he's saying is like manipulative, what is actually true and what is not. So I think he gives a sick performance and um like the writing for all of these characters is actually done very well uh mm. before we go into spoilers i think there's a couple things that are like maybe a bit uh, not i guess not below the 
design stuff. But like, I guess cinematography, um, to touch on that, uh, I think there's some incredible shots in this, especially like the trailer shot uh, that happens after the the, the, the the car chase, you know, with the upside down thing. Um, that looked immaculate. I think there's a lot of like rooftop scenes where Catwoman and Batman are standing on top of stuff. I think that that one scene where like you can see <laughs> Dune Cam, uh, you can Dune see um, his, uh, his, his, his bad ears and he's just like looming over the, the city and the night and the, the night sky is just like pure orange. It is so pretty. <laughs> Gotta say like this there doom and gloom, there's an aesthetic to it, you know? Silhouette shots that just look so fucking good. Oh, amazing. Like they just nail the silhouette shots. Where and the whole movie like, is set, you, really you know, during the night usually. Yeah. As well, It right? just looks so good. And there's also a shot that I discovered that was apparently all done with practicals. You know, the hallway shot with all the gun, like all the guns mm -hmm. in the, it's pitch black. That was yeah. all done practically. That, How did they? That looked phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, that I looked no amazing. Idea. That looked amazing, right? Like, yeah. it, I, I will probably, fuck. Am I going to put this on record? I think it's. Am a, I putting this on record? Are you saying okay, it's I'm the best it on looking? Record. Yeah. See? It's the best looking Batman movie. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I I would even go so far. It's probably the best looking superhero film that I've ever seen. It uh, uh, it is amazing. Ooh, whoa! I, oh I don't know shit! The closest one. Fuck. I don't think there's like Marvel is bringing anything to the table. <laughs> To be honest, you would, like you, so Thor Ragnarok is colorful, but it's nothing movie, special. Uh, sorry, superhero movie ever. Yeah, what else would you we, would step uh, up to the table? Well, I get no. Oh fuck. Oh, never mind. Visually. Yeah, no. Uh, Spider Man, um, uh, Into the Spider Verse is. Uh, I mean, yes, might be better. But I was also going to yeah. put forward like I think Logan is shot. I was. That was. And uh, I, what was I about to in say? In black and white as well. Too. And I was also going to put forward. Okay, I'm going to raise you. I'm going to ra you. You've raised the Batman. I'm going to raise you. Logan. I'm gonna race the Dune trilogy once again. And <laughs> Dune Cam. Uh, Dune Cam. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna raise you Logan right. as another movie that shot very, very good hey, as a superhero. On the movie. same page here, yeah. I might also. Ooh, Catwoman from I'm, the I'm 2000s. Considering, I'm considering Watchmen for some reason. I don't oh. know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Watchmen and I'm like, hang on yeah. a second, I'm going through all the shots in my head and I'm kind of It like, is visually stunning if you really like slow motion. It was a bit much okay. Okay, slow no, no. motion though. I'm thinking, Lo I'm going to raise Logan. Yeah, I, I, that's fair enough. I think Logan, it, I think, it, I guess thinking about it, uh, Spider-Man, it's a bit cheating because it's animated. Don't count it. It's animated. Um, But from live action, I would go the Batman um, and then Logan. And I couldn't think of another one that really steps it up to the table as much as these two, two uh, do. As a um, superhero movie? As yeah. a superhero movie, yeah. I, I, yeah, I can see your point, but it's like I'm still thinking Logan. I haven't watched Logan in a couple in a, in a long minute, so yeah, I that's care, fair I can't enough. Really think of it, but but that's but just praising how Batman good movie, the cinematography a, is here, as, right? As a DC movie, done best. Oh one. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that's just like because it is done by someone who knows how to match uh effects with live action he did that so well in the planet of the apes uh especially i think yeah. in war of the planet of the apes ah i'm a bit mixed on that but uh what is it called um rise of the planet of the apes um i think that's second the second one? one yeah that one was just so incredibly amazing also this grim world that he portrays definitely go check those out if you haven't seen those mad reefs films but um yeah i think uh greg frazier who um let's just have a quick look over his um other works uh he oh, he bro, did bro, rogue one but he, 
yeah, he did do uh, Dune as well. He also already worked, uh, like, he, he had worked in 2010 already with Matt Reeves when he did uh, um, American remake of uh, Let Me In, which I think is um, originally from Norway, uh, which was, like, one of those adaptations. I saw this one first, then watched the original. I thought it didn't suck. It, it was quite good. Uh, he also shot Vice. He shot Zero Dark Thirty, Foxcatcher, uh, Killing Them Softly. Um, so he, he's got some, I guess more recently he's gotten these like very dynamic, dark looking things, uh, films that he's uh, nailing. Um, but yeah, man, just incredible. Uh, just like recent um, lineup as he has with Dune and then the Batman. I hope they keep him on for future installments. Okay, let's uh, talk about spoilers. I think um, there's a couple more notes that we do have that I put in non-spoilers. We can definitely talk about those in spoilers. So uh, I feel like you are definitely driven to uh, lead us into a specific uh, or specific moment. So Lachlan, what what if um, what do you want to talk about in spoilers? <laughs> Well, I just want to talk about uh, one, th a couple things I don't like. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hit me. Hit me. Yeah. So I, I know we're, we've been, we've been praising this film. We've been, we've been giving it a, a essentially a reach around, uh, around all the bad stuff and just giving all the, the bad good stuff. stuff. Um, all the bad stuff. There we go. Hey, yeah. Um, number of things I didn't like. Now, again, to bring it around to like the whole, is it as good as the Dark Knight? Is it as good as as Christopher Nolan's magnum opus of the Dark Knight trilogy? Um, the Dark. Knight trilogy, especially the Dark Knight Rises, and especially the Dark Knight Rises, suffers from some issues of writing and some overall quality control issues, in my opinion, especially Bane's voice. Uh, but in in this one, in in the Batman, I think it suffers again from a bit of a writing issue and a bit of an issue on holding on to scenes for a little too long. Now, huh. one of the criticisms that came out earlier, before anyone had even seen the film, was the runtime of of just just about three hours as a runtime for this film yeah and throughout the past couple of days after watching it i have seen article after article of this thing had been taken out and this thing had been taken out and there's a whole hour of action cut out and it's mm. like how much shit did they cut out and how much stuff they could they have swapped instead to have something cooler or have something hold on for a little bit longer instead of have some of the most dumbest things stop hold on it for the there's time. no good track record with warner brothers property and also it cuts, no. so stop it <laughs> so i i want to see the fucking reeves cut get me the <sighs> reeves cut seven hours long of the batman just sulking <sighs> around okay um but, so mean, the so, best example i can yeah. give of of holding the shot just like before okay before i get your opinion on what you think of this yeah but i love because okay. there's gonna be some some in here and i'm gonna get to the praising of the bat car in a minute because right the batmobile fucking is dope yeah uh, and the action scene of him driving was pretty sick as well mm. with the penguin um but when he knocks the penguin over okay and again i talked about how cool the silhouette shots are and he gets out of his car and it's zack snyder slow motion as he gets out of his car flames <laughs> in the background and you see the batman trademarked. you see you yeah. see that you see the batman outline and he's capes waving and it's like, fuck yeah. And I was like, it's going to cut. And it's going to cut to him, like, putting the penguin up against the wall and, like, interrogating him and, like, terrifying him. Or maybe, like, him dragging the penguin out of the car and being that dark, that dark night, right? Yeah. No, it holds. And it holds. And it cuts back to the penguin, who's, who, by the way, the shot's upside down. Yeah. And it holds. And then it cuts back to the Batman walking, which, by the way, this Batman walks slower than my grandmother who's in a stroller. 
he is he is building the anticipation anyway. Yeah. It, and it holds and it holds and it holds to the point that it gets to fucking Bruce Wayne Batman looking upside down like his head is he looks so dumb. He was so I I chuckled. I yeah. Everyone was in the cinema quiet and had like cool music going. I was like, cool, the music's there, and I chuckled at that. Right. It's like, no, I shouldn't be chuckling at this. It looks so dumb. Like it was the dumbest thing in this film. I mean, there's some other dumb things, but like it was the dumbest thing in this film that you're looking at him upside. Like it cuts to upside down penguin and then upside down head bat br- Batman. Like. <laughs> I guess, I guess to be on the other side of it, it's a bit hard because like I think that if I had to look at all of the scenes, individual moments from that car chase scene are very sick, but I also think it's the weakest one. So I'm like, I was about to say, uh, fuck you, Lachlan. <laughs> I didn't mind the runtime. I thought it, it, it flew by. Uh, it felt like two hours, I'd say. Uh, but that specific scene, I don't have a problem with like them lingering Am on I the a shot there. the only person who actually felt the full three hours then? Fuck. Oh, there's <laughs> definitely a lot of people who definitely felt it. And like this, there were some people who said like it's not enough humor it's like just uh, let stop go back stop. and watch your marvel movies pussy <laughs> stop <Sorry>. watching <laughs> <laughs> now you saw too much on the other side of like the dc i wanted grim i want sex snyder it's like no there's there's no good in between if you watch snyder watchman i'm it's like shut the fuck wait, up let's let's make it too controversial i stand with scorsese let's stop these theme park rights uh, no as long as you're not with sam elliott and being homophobic about the power of the dog i think you're fine um anyways what yeah no there was some some stuff with him old dude with beard and tall not good apparently hey westerns not anyways this is like totally off track we didn't touch on it on the news because it's like so stupid like fuck sam elliott anyways um i think that the shots before hold a bit too long on the penguin in the scene like you can't obviously tell what's going on it's going for less continuity but more style in that scene but uh it holds on for too long where i was like okay are we cutting back like i was a bit out of the scene because i thought it, it wasn't as thrilling as it could and then when he crashed i think it also took too long until the bad mobile is just like shooting over so like that whole scene the pacing was a bit off which i thought like is a bit of doing um this justice injustice to the overall pacing of the film because like it is slow but i feel like it works a lot like you could make the same argument about the opening kill kill from the riddler where it kills that like mayor candidate and it's like very mm. slow until like he explodes and just like keeps hitting him um very psycho style as well that we don't get to see like we get to see kind of knife and him doing i guess it's not pov but like anyways now i don't like the comparison game of uh what, what a lot of critics have done and i guess a lot of people just consuming it it's like oh yeah it's like seven it's like zodiac it's like yeah i guess it's like an inspiration from things in the world but mm. i think it's re- reductive to say like oh yeah this is a noir film like why do you always need to contextualize it with seven other things <laughs> sorry yeah. i didn't mean to say seven other things there. Seven. <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> making myself laugh from how dumb i am um but yeah i don't, I don't know if we need to draw the comparison I think been so many like there's only been one iron man there's only been one captain i mean there's been two hulks because they've recast but like there's been only one versions of um, the majority superhero movies and they've all been intertwined but now there's been multiple different renditions 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 of the batman well i I didn't mean that per se i didn't mean like in the franchise i meant more but in saying that in saying that it's like each time it's different right yeah the the christopher nolan batman is different to the batfleck and batfleck i love how i call him batfleck 
Batflex. Batflex Batman is different. This is Robert like, Patton that, that world is different to this Batman. And the thing yeah. is, all of this is like, each of them has been contextualized in a different one. It's like, that's, you know, Batfleck is Zack Snyder's Batman and Christopher Nolan's Batman is his Batman. And yeah. because people don't know Matt Reeves, because he's not as a, much of a household name as what Christopher Nolan would be. Yeah. Or, I, I, I mean, Zack Snyder in the comic book world sense, they have to compare it to other films. So they're going to be like, yes, it's basically, like if you said it was David Fincher, right? If you said, hey, it's David Fincher, people yeah. would have been like, okay, no, I can see that. That's David Fincher vibes. Mm. But like Matt Reeves also has this dark, like like War of the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of the Apes is this very dark, moody version. Like the original Planet of the Apes of that trilogy was a bit more light and Lighthearted, but yeah. war is definitely its own dark looking film. Mm. So people are going to try to contextualize it with other films that they've seen that's like it. And especially if they, like, who said, was it like, did, did they actually come out and say that um, Riddler was compared, like, like inspired by the Zodiac Killer? That's what Mad Reef said, that like it's inspired yeah. by the killings there. I don't really, I mean, that's just like loose killer stuff, the way that he maybe played with the police. But I think that's probably the extent of it because like he, he never did political kills. He didn't have the background they only just recently i think last year figured out who he actually was um pretty i'm pretty sure that they like confirmed that they actually now know who he was um but then also like chinatown references and i feel like it's great when you have a film that a lot of people get to see and then they're like here are 10 other films that are similar to it go check them out now because like you've been introduced to film noir a bit now i like that aspect but it's like trying to contextualize it just so you can understand that like this is a genre film maybe a bit more than just a superhero film it's also like maybe in more the noir detective type of story and then you need to slap a bunch of movies on there just to i don't know it's a very nitpicky thing of me but i just i just don't like that it feels like silly uh journalism sometimes when you just like it's like this and this and this so look at me i know movies um but anyways let's get back into the actual like meat of the film um and maybe talk about the tech stuff because i thought that was interesting maybe like the lenses right that was dude coolest batman that's that's uh, some tech. like this unrealistic shit thing. but i think it's really really cool yeah yeah i i was like because obviously it was i knew going in it was definitely going to be detective batman not action-packed batman which is i was kind of excited to see like have a batman mm. do like detective work and the fact that he can wear those glasses and uh, like lenses sorry and go back and investigate what he's already seen so cool yeah it Just does make a lot of so sense so cool he doesn't have like a crazy like bat suit that can fly or like take hits from fucking superman he's he's basically just like i'm gonna cry i'm gonna solve this crime by looking at the clues yeah i think also narratively it does make sense because like the whole story is so much about him observing and learning from it and growing from it and actually understanding what's happening and to have something that he can like reflect with being able to go back recording everything i think that narratively makes sense and how he's not opposed to Catwoman and like her mm. way of approaching things is just like seeing the world through her eyes, like very literally right in that scene. I, I like when there's like an underlying thing where like ooh, that kind of makes sense for where the character is going um, as a whole. Uh, <laughs> it's a gliding. There's a failed gliding. <laughs> Which, um, yeah, I guess was kind of more of the funnier moments uh, that we got. Uh, and yeah, he, he's not without um, his flaws. Like he can't do everything as seamlessly as uh, maybe a Batman that attaches itself himself to a plane and just flies back. Uh, like in the Batman and uh, like in the Dark Knight. Uh, and you wanted to touch touch on the Batmobile, right? Um, so what were your thoughts on on that? <sighs> 
so cool. It looks like, sick, I know right? The tumbler. The tumbler is pretty cool. Um, yeah. from the Dark Knight, and uh, there's definitely some cool inspiration from the comics in like the Tim Burton, uh, Joel Schumacher films. Mm. But because this Batman was essentially like a gearhead, which I read, he was like a gearhead. Um, right. And he basically he he constructed this car from parts. So mm. cool. And like when it revs up the first time, and I was <laughs> sitting there in the cinema, yeah. and it's just like just vibrates the whole thing i'm like fuck yes and then he stalls it or like stops it and i was like that's funny that's that's cool um so no i really like overall i liked the tools that he was given because they were one not over the top and he wasn't like fucking flinging himself around with a like a grappling gun like i guess mm-hmm. uh Baflick does um and his yeah. glider obviously basically he's retrofitted it into his suit and to go into the theme again to go back to him not being a perfect batman he crash lands like yeah it's, it's like he's he's got this cool idea and before he, he jumps, hasn't perfected sorry. it yet yeah and before he jumps there's also a bit of like hesitation before he does it yeah he's not like yeah he's a bit right? worried he's like fuck if yeah. this if this doesn't work i'm fucked um which hang on okay tech anything else you want to talk about no 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 i'm good yeah let's move cool. on best scene of the film what do you think the best scene of the film is oh that's a that's a hard one i haven't really thought about it to be honest um, I might, I might, I might, I might, I might put this in on the record, but yeah, the the in the being captured by the police and then the police I, and then I Gordon do Nelson agree escape. that was very that is yeah. dope. We haven't touched on the cool. dynamic between uh, Lieutenant Gordon and um, the Batman, but it's so father son relationship. It's father son, I didn't okay, father I didn't really son. see. It, it's a buddy cop thing, obviously. Buddy I, cop thing. I would, I not, I wouldn't say obviously. That sounds a bit disregarding cop, to what you cop, just said, but one. it's like. Um, no, it's it's a fun dynamic that they have because like the whole like every time he the first time he steps into that onto that crime scene, you can feel the tension of like people like yeah. what the fuck's he doing here? And yeah, you also are idea. constantly thinking, is Gordon, does he have like can he do that? Like, oh he, he's just doing it. He doesn't give a shit. And you can see you like, don't know that he's not you know that he's Commissioner Gordon, but you don't know that he's or you know that he's Gordon, but you don't know that he's not the commissioner just yet. Right, yeah. So he's, he's under still someone else's rule. And then yeah. and then he, and then you find out and you're like, ah fuck. Wait, they killed a commissioner later on, though. So, but yeah, I think do. I don't think he he's like the one who immediately uh, gets. I don't no, think they I touch. No, I don't think it. he gets that. That, but I think that's probably going to be like a future thing. Yeah, because probably like, like a, they they like do that thing in that the, the, the Dark Knight trilogy, eventually. but that's like not. I think I don't think that's usually how it happens because like there's it would there would be more politics involved. But I guess the Dark Knight was more of like almost a military state at times where like shit went down, and I feel like here they are way more. Uh, they were like the, the the crimes are um less chaotic they're more character based like the whole Totoro mm. thing is deeply personal um so everything is super personal in this film and it, it cuts back to even Wayne outside of it so like it, it's basically also like how do you like it because like with Iron Man everything and also like Spider-Man like usually it ties back into like ooh this is an Iron Man villain and here they're doing this the, the, the first movie of course it's not gonna be always the sins of the father but it's very much the sins of the father that like now uh, instead of fulfilling what he thought would be the vision that his dad had um, to, to, to make uh um, Gotham better place he's he's shifts into um like undoing the sins of his father right uh like that's kind of a, a narrative thing that's maybe underlying um uh the whole story as well well like he thought of his dad as this 
great person and now needs to unravel that even the person who thought was great also had had his flaws and um yeah i, li- I, I like that i i wished that it was in the early parts of the film a bit more because it definitely comes in mm. kind of at the end and i guess obviously like that's more about the reveal been, you know with the Riddler, he's been focused on each of the um the like the big three hits that he does and when mm. he gets around to being bruce wayne like gonna kill bruce wayne i guess i guess that's when he brings it up but i wish there was more of this you know uh bruce idolizing thomas throughout the like the first part of this film right like it's like a maybe like a conversation with him and alfred possibly which by the way i didn't like uh andy circus's alfred overall but he wasn't in the film a whole lot he wasn't in the film like at all and i was like are they gonna are they killing him off right now like yeah i thought he was killing i also felt really weird that like the riddler is i think there for all of his kills and then conveniently for bruce wayne he doesn't do it and it also feels like odd that he's going after bruce wayne who's so indirectly responsible for something that his dad did that whole narrative structure makes more sense for batman and bruce wayne than it does for the riddler i think that's a Mm. bit of a a, a writing weak point there to weave it in but i feel like it goes along the the theory that maybe the riddler knows that bruce wayne is batman there's some stuff out there like the way that he plays with him like uh the expectation when he goes in and is like um bruce you know he he addresses him that way i he might be toying with him but at the end of the day, I think I don't I don't think it really matters from an area standpoint, at least for this movie. Uh, maybe in the future that will be will be relevant. But um, yeah, I, I'm just gonna say that it's a bit of a writing hiccup there, where it could be a bit smoother. Again, it's coming back to my point. It's like the reason I I'm I'm not giving this film a five out of five. Yeah, same. <laughs> I would love <laughs> to do high. it because I thought yeah. it was very very good overall. Not yeah. only from like I don't I don't want to just be like oh superhero movies overdone and then a good one comes out and be like it's perfect because like the yeah. filmmaking side of this is, is phenomenal and the acting side of it is yeah. great and overall it's fun um but like you, you said it, it's like it's a writing issue there's writing issues some of the dialogue some of the lines that they say the, the one-liners is kind of cringy the majority of the time and like the mm. uh you're gonna get blood on your suit yours or mine it's like uh what do you think okay, about that's... um what do you think about the, the one-liner thing that is uh narratively important with uh i am vengeance because like that's obviously a thing that kind of comes back because it's obviously, like, he says that at, yeah he says that at the start he does it at the start is um, filmed and then you can see the repercussions of you know that people yeah. are adapting and it's more like so like the social media bit of like people have seen him say this and adapt it and then it comes back to like the overall thing of what he's doing is that maybe evoking people the, to act in vigilantism you know the the vengeance line i think is okay like i think it's fine i thought i thought it yeah. was cool ish um I didn't, I didn't expect it so early into the film i didn't expect yeah, it to same. be the big thing but um i guess it makes sense why they included it in the trailer and all of the trailers essentially and at the start of the film because it is a big part of this this story uh you yeah saying like in, involving it to then be the big thing yeah i thought was actually kind of cool because as yeah. i said it, it, he's not the batman he's learning what the batman is and he's seeing that the batman is the is is a guy who goes out at night and he hunts down bad guys and he beats them up and that's how he feels because he's mm-hmm. vengeance. He's he's taking back the power that those villains are taking away or those those, those criminals are taking away from innocent people. Um, he's he is reve- he's vengeance not only for the people that those criminals are hurting but also to get maybe get back at the criminal that killed his parents because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he just assumed that it was just. Uh, I think they said that he thought it was just you know a random guy on the street. Yeah. Um, which obviously it's not. I mean everything uh, ties 
back to organized crime in this film, um, which I guess maybe someone mentioned this to me that like the mission for Batman is kind of easy because he would just have to get rid of the organized crime and then like the mafia stuff and then the city would be pretty like uh, clean overall. Mm. And maybe that's where Harvey Dent will tie in, you know, because I could definitely see a storyline that's usually the storyline that they, in the long Halloween, that's also the storyline that they go with. It's the one that they go with in the Dark Knight, uh, how he becomes that character. Uh, the Dark Knight actually adapts some, I didn't notice like from the long Halloween as well. I don't know if it's in other comics as well uh but i, I mean i i watched uh, the movie and it's it, there's a lot of stuff that they adapt from that storyline um there's also i think some other influences from um a run called batman ego and batman year one um and yeah i just i just think that the future for this franchise also looks great where i'm like uh, oh they they are stretching it out to be like this just milk it as much as they can with the tv shows it looks like that with the narrative of the film i cannot wait for the next one um because i think there's some very great setups in the future uh but but Lachlan, uh maybe let's talk about a bad setup <laughs> or at least what i thought was the weakest scene in the whole film which is like, that i guess can i guess well yeah i mean it's pretty it's obvious the yeah the joker it's um it's that's very marvel-esque of like cameo and this movie was not that at all so it felt a bit like corporate and let's give people a taste of in this very different movie that's three hours long about a batman detective a possibly the joker next time guys uh so i, I don't know i wasn't a fan of that uh, i'm a fan of the actor who played him apparently it's perry uh, it's barry uh keegan um he was uh, most recently i guess in eternals um, he he was that. Uh, what did his his guy do? I think his guy was able to influence people. Uh, but he's had some um, great other roles as well. Uh, he, he's he's a fairly uh, good actor from everything I've seen him in so far. So I think he he'd be great um, as 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 a Joker. Uh, it just felt like why do we need this right now in the story? You know. I agree that the tease of the Joker is dumb. <laughs> Yeah. It's so stupid. It's unnecessary, un unneeded. It's not needed at all. Uh, I thought it was Two-Face. I thought it was Harvey Dent. Oh. Because it looked like yeah. he had a burnt face. And I got really excited. I was like, why oh, would Two-Face already Dent. be in this universe? It's Two-Face. Well, we don't know because obviously well, I guess it's, like, it's a new universe. They could yeah. always have it set up as something different, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, it would be crazy if he turned out to be the rat. El rata. <laughs> uh, I would have loved. That would have been crazy out of nowhere. <laughs> I also, again, I read that there's like multiple, well, not multiple, I think there's only like two or three scenes that he's also in that they cut from Oh, this. a character so, that's, that's playing Harvey Dent? No, the character that's playing the Joker. Oh, right. Oh, the, the actor that's playing the Joker. Oh. They, they've cut out a couple of the scenes that he's in. Oh, um, they've, Charlene Woodley'd him out of the, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 in that Interesting, sense. right? Yeah. So overall, it's uh it, it's unnecessary to have him in here like you don't need yeah. to tease the joker the joker will literally sell anyone um even if it looks kind of shit like suicide squad did um but there's yeah. plenty of other villains that they could tap into uh instead to like to to, to bring in and 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 they've used joker in every single series essentially <laughs> yeah it's kind of a safe bet uh I, I don't i actually don't know why they did this because it's like people who 
enjoy this version of it are not just there for the Joker because it's so much more about the Batman character. Uh, so maybe that is a tease that we are getting a similar thing where like Batman Begins is more about the Batman and then we move on to something that is more like focused on the bad guys. And uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it if it's a good version of the character. But uh, I feel like with this version, we are so much more in a, in a deeper sense, in a more glooming sense, gloom and dooming sense connected with what the villain represents to Batman. Because we are so concerned about what Batman represents to justice and vigilantism and what his actual purpose should be. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm super keen what they do with uh, him in the future. Uh, by the way, one of my favorite scenes, <laughs> it's funny that's like one of the funny scenes is, one, um, it's more, not a scene, it's more of a moment when they are in the car. And I think that's a lot of people's favorite moment, but it's like <laughs> when they figure out the stif- stuff with the thumb drive and like Batman just lifts up the thumb and says thumb drive. Very good. I It made me chuckle, like actually chuckle. And not a lot of stuff actually makes me chuckle when I'm in a, in a room full of people in the cinema i thought that was very funny <laughs> because it's so unexpected it's so gritty uh so so i, I don't i think the, they strike the balance uh so well with um with comedy and drama not a lot of comedy in there but there's also the banter with the penguin in the background when they try to figure stuff out that i thought was kind of funny there's you said a couple of one-liners that maybe missed i don't even remember that many one-liners i thought it was a very solid overall just from um especially the dialogue and the lack of dialogue that um bruce and batman have a lot of times so where they're just like standing around and looking i think that was quite powerful uh we haven't really talked about falcone uh but i think i think we don't really have to i think th- there's the uh another inspiration that oh look look at him being hypocritical and actually mentioning a movie when he said he doesn't like people name dropping movies uh but no mad reef said that uh the kangaroo uh, the penguin character is inspired by uh um, I guess the character from The Godfather with Fredo. And I was thinking that before I saw that quote. I was like, that's very like Fredo. I like that. And uh, yeah, apparently that was his intention. Um, there's also like a Godfather line in there with the horse, I think, if I remember correctly. So uh, I, I like it when <laughs> when it's so dark, you know, the, the whole mafia thing. Um, I think it's kind of done now, now that they killed Falcone. Um, I guess it's more like now the penguin and he's a different type of, of mafia presence. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm keen for the future. So, um, I guess we already touched on the sequels and the spinoffs throughout our discussion. Um, but who would you want to see in a sequel? Uh, a villain and maybe also story-wise, what would you want to see? And no, no, stop it, Lachlan. <laughs> we are not getting The Rock and, <laughs> and, Fuck. and Chris, Chris Hart. I'm gonna, I had the perfect actor to play. Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh yeah, The Rock as Bane. <laughs> Drop his bane. <laughs> no. Vin uh, Diesel as bane. Okay, we got the joke side. What what, what do you actually want to say? Um I would love Mr. Freeze. Ooh. Do you have a casting <laughs> preference there? Uh Arnold Swatched up. <laughs> um only reason I want Mr. Freeze is I think that his backstory is quite tragic. Yeah. Uh, overall, and I think it's I, I reckon it's one of the best written. Is that the what's the story? Villains. Not Mask of the motive. Phantasm. I think there's like one animated film where it's done super well, where the focus is more on Mr. Freeze. I haven't seen that one, but apparently it's really good. Uh, I, I don't know what it's called though, but pe- people will know which one I'm talking about. Uh, but but yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I've heard really good things about it. He's a very um, he's a very uh. 
like you could root for that type of villain and they're not just all about chaos and money and control it's more about grief and dealing with it so i, I think they could tie that in with a batman with this batman iteration quite well uh but if i had to choose i think lachlan i think i would go with um uh, with Walt Disney and his frozen head as Mr. Freeze. I think that <laughs> Jesus. He's, he's like the corporate overlord that like steers thing, things from the back and he keeps re-releasing films that shouldn't be remade and Batman is really upset. So it's basically a Twitter war that happens and um, yeah, it's all digital. It's like, I don't know if you've seen this little movie called The Emoji Movie. It's very much that, but Batman is like an emoji and it's very powerful. <laughs> so that's what I envisioned for the sequel. But no, uh, I, obviously the Joker is probably going to be in there. I mean, we get Joker, Two-Face. Then I guess that's going to be the dominating thing in, in a film. Ready? Um, Ready for this? Yeah. Ready for this? Sequel, right? Here's my sequel. Three villains, right? Yeah. Three villains. Right. Number one, the Joker. I, yes. With Barry, with Bazaar. Uh, <laughs> you've also got Bane. Bane, yeah. Who shall be acted by uh, Dune actor <laughs> uh, Dave Batista? Huh? Huh? Right. Yeah, huh? I, could, I could see it. Dave yeah, Batista could definitely right? do a good Bane, yeah. Dune actor Dave Batista. <laughs> um, and one more, as I said, Mr. Freeze. Right. And this one's a bit of a spanner in the works. Because um, I, I, I was looking at it earlier and I thought, actually, it's not a bad casting idea. Uh, ben Kingsley. So huh. Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Okay. I, w I wouldn't have thought of him at all but i could see him losing a wife could you see it <laughs> yeah i could see i it. could see it i i thought for some reason because i always think you're gonna go down um the the ryan gosling route of just like putting in into every movie because you loved him Put in, ryan gosling in, in uh, blade runner 2049 well, now you're thinking of it uh scarecrow <laughs> oh that would be crazy because he's not like that type of he's like that i, I imagine him to be kind of frantic scarecrow although he's not always mm. like that he's always like he, he's very much like a scarecrow sometimes uh and so yeah it's, it's hard i mean there's there's such a great library of villains um to have in there and i think batman in the animated films and also in the comics i think they do a great job at balancing so many different uh villains at the same time you know there's 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 people like poison ivy and uh yeah other people i can't think of right now. i don't know why <laughs> as if i could like go down the list of people that they could include here um but yeah so um i'm keen for the future uh for this franchise i think they're gonna um continue to do great things if matt reeves um stays on to do them uh lachlan still wants the reeves cut i can do without we don't need a hashtag i think this movie I is want more the reeves than cut. give me the reeves cut uh but even not getting the reeves cut and not uh protesting uh out of spite of not getting a six hour long movie uh lachlan what would you give the batman Four and a half oh, no. out of five. Do you want to have the same argument now that we can't have the same rating? No, I'm giving it a four and a, uh, four and a half out of five Oh, as you're well. giving it a four and a half as well? Okay, I... <laughs> you're killing me. Stop. <laughs> this recording... We've been recording for two and a half hours. It's, it's very much like a Batman length episode. This might be our longest episode yet. <laughs> uh, great that I decided that this one is going to be the one that's going to be video. Something that's already adding a bunch of new editing processes that make it longer. Why not make it the longest episode we've ever had? 
Uh, anyways, but it's very much in theme. So I hope you enjoyed our discussion and we'll be back next week to talk about the new Pixar film Turning Red as well as uh, After Yang and Fresh. We'll see how deep we go into those smaller films. Uh, we might already be talking about Windfall as well. Otherwise, that will be uh, the Netflix film we'll be talking about next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to get your steelbook of Dune and uh, watch it over and over again. Maybe place it against the glass so it rests nicely on your desk and you can have Dune Cam yourself. And uh, don't forget to rate us over on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And if this ends up being on YouTube, uh, consider subscribing. Uh, there will be a new weekly episode out here as well. And we might even do some other content on the YouTube soon. So um, yeah, uh, would be pleased if you stayed on for that and left a uh, like and maybe shared it with a friend. Goes a long way to help us uh, grow as a show. Um, but that is the show. In the meantime, you can also join our Discord. You can join our Patreon and support us directly uh, on there. And um, yeah, we got some other stuff in the works. Go check out uh, Lachlan's podcast, Roll That Again. Uh, go check out the first episode over there. And um, yeah, we'll catch you next time. For this ending, Lachlan, before we end this, I want you to look into the camera and say... Give give me your best rendition of I am vengeance. I am vengeance. <laughs> That's my best Bane impression. <laughs> calm down, doctor. I was merely calm down, doctor. Now is not the time for fear. That compliment. You you think darkness is your ally. You're merely a doctor. I was born in it. Molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was a man, and by then it was only blinding. <laughs> I, I got, I got to want to try it as well. You think I am It's so off. Wait, me... It sounds so good. No, keep going, keep going. <laughs> you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. You merely adopted the darkness. I was born in it. The blind. Molded by it. You didn't you see the light until I was already a man. But then I was nothing to me but a lightning. Your money and infrastructure has been important <laughs> until now. I'm Gotham's Reckoning. Here's the borrowed time you've been living on. I'm necessary evil. <laughs> Oh, I love no the, the line that goes. No, the best Bane one is the best Bane uh, line throughout the entirety of the Dark Knight Rises is is what a lovely, lovely voice. <laughs> what a lovely. <laughs> I'm turning Irish. Why do I always when I try to do voices? I sound Irish, my dear. Oh, dude, look at this. Check out yes. Dune Cam now. I've updated it. Dune Cam. Ooh, oh, it's that. open. Dune, Cam. dude. That's only the stuff that people get that stay until the very end after the actual that's the, like that's the, ultra that's the actual, song. Like, that's the content that we can't provide. You know what's better than this? A fucking 480p <laughs> cam of two 4K disc. Dude, views I'm running lights, dude. Like when we started recording, the sun was up. Right. The sun was properly up. Now we've re we've been recording for like two, almost three hours. The yes. sun is the sun is gone. The sun is, is literally now on your side of the planet. The sun is setting, and I am vengeance. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>